on the BAMCast. Do you want to know who's really got the power? Bring your ass to the tower. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMCast. Hey! BAMCast. BAMCast. Episode 367. Woohoo! Yeah. Xbox. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> plus seven. Yes. Right. The Xbox seven. Xbox plus three sixty six. Yes. <laughs> uh, so great. <laughs> <laughs> he just broke, broke you. my body. Broke you. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of BFCast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Uh, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They- <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we've been drinking. I was just gonna it's go just- with it. <laughs> yeah, everyone has half a half a glass of bourbon, and we're all just. Mm-hmm. I'm holding it together. Zonked. I got. It. What we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They go on five jocks and robot jocks. Oh, robot jocks. Yeah, robot jocks. Yeah. jocks. <laughs> However, there are bad, bad movies, and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, thank you. So, um, in the, the thinnest of threads possible, we are continuing March to WrestleMania. <laughs> totally are. With 1991's Ricochet. Uh-huh. Because starring famed wrestler Denzel Washington, <laughs> Jesse Ventura is and in this his movie. his tag team partner, John Lithgow. <laughs> Jesse Ventura is in this movie for about three to five minutes. It's a pretty good scene. I think though. he has one line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's our, that's our connection. Okay. Uh, let's get a very, very quick plot summary out of the way. Cause that's what we do. Mm-hmm. A district attorney is terrorized by the criminal. He put away years ago when he was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Succinct. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. it very it's, good. Gets the point across. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. There's people um, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we can John say Lesko. we can now say after this, Bamfcast owned Denzel Washington. Yep, he now belongs to us. <laughs> I think there's only one other movie that might qualify at this point. Mm. Which one? Virtuosity. Oh Ooh, yes, yeah, yeah. We could totally yeah. do virtuosity. Yeah, yeah. but I, I can't think of another Denzel movie that would qualify in any way at any point. There are some that would qualify, but just aren't fun. Like, oh, heart, what's the yeah heart, heart condition, condition? I was about to say is just bad. It's not. I mean, no. Yes, but also no. joining us for the party are, is uh, John Lithgow. Yes. Yes. Bamcast alum. Bamcast alum. Again. Uh, Ice tea. Yeah. Decorated. De- <laughs> decorated veteran. Practically on the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of Bamcast. Should be just regardless. Uh, and Kevin Pollock. Sure. He's, he's in this. He's all right. He's in this film. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, some other people show up, but that's that's our main cast. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I also... Mean, Hmm? Directed by Russell Mulcahy. Uh-huh. Director of Highlander and yeah. Shadow. Yep. The, the Shadow? The Shadow. Oh, yeah. like the movie I liked a yes. lot. Yeah, okay. the one you discussed yeah. right. recently. Uh-huh. Written by the writer of Die Hard and, and The Return things. of Captain Invincible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Mm-hmm. And this takes place in the Die Hard universe. Oh, yeah. So it is part of the Die Hard cinematic mm-hmm. universe. It is. Yes. What is the connection? The news re- reporter, yeah. Gail. Gail. Gail Wallens. Okay. She is the same from... Die Hard. So it is in the same LA universe of the Nakatomi Plaza. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> movie starts in 1983. Uh huh. Yes. Back in time. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Denzel Washington and Kevin Pollack. Well, first they're playing basketball. That's the first scene. That's true. Yes. Um, With Ice-T. Yeah. Denzel Washington, Kevin Pollack, Ice-T, and Some character large, actor. large dude, yeah. Yes. Playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And they're all just murdering Kevin Pollack. Just basically, they're just <laughs> yeah. He's just like tossing uh, him around like a chunk. I think that was a foul. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like well, shut up. He's Kermit. You know he, <laughs> you know he was going to get destroyed because he's wearing sweatpants and then he has shorts over the sweatpants. Yes, mm. that's like code for I'm terrible at basketball. <laughs> always, I didn't know what to wear, so I wore everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to wear just the. <laughs> it might be cold, but it also might be hot. So. <laughs> I'm covered. So you're gonna so you're gonna put them on in the order that is the worst yes. for <laughs> for, for leaving that. You yes, need yeah. people to know that you're wearing all the things. Could I be wearing any more? Clothes? Maybe he's a maybe he's could afraid the, sh- yeah. the sweatpants will show off his enormous. It's penis, like you wear them and you're like, so he has to wear the shorts. It could be so a penis that. buffer. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, Superman wears them that way. Mm-hmm. So. There are many movies that have that on the cast list. Yes, <laughs> the crew penis, buffer. Penis, penis buffer. <laughs> Got to keep it shiny. <laughs> penis buffer. What does he announce? <laughs> Michael Buffer's fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Buffer's lesser known fighting. Penis Buffer. Uh huh. Oh my goodness. Huh. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, they lose. I mean, it it's really just. It's like a stupid Buffer scene. No, where they it's don't like, lose it. Basketball. Oh, that's right. They they make a comeback. Denzel's yeah. like, stop playing like a white guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Yeah, and right. then they make a comeback and win money from Ice T. That's yes. good. That's good motivation, coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. All right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wins on a dunk, which he just hangs onto the rim like like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. In that Prince video. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or people, other people that have hung from yeah. rims. Or that, yes. but I'm just thinking of a common image people might remember. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the only basketball that Chuck has ever seen. Right. right. It yeah. was on a sick. <laughs> well, sketch, <laughs> sketch comedy, comedy show. show. But yes. Yeah, so, yeah. yes. Um, uh, but really, I mean, this the scene just sets up that, look, he's they sort go of, way back. well, he's sort of from the streets. He knows Ice-T. Ice-T's kind of hot wiring cars, maybe stealing cars, and he's Hasn't well, he's really, definitely stealing yes. cars. Oh, he, yes. has, he hasn't really revealed that he's a cop yet, per se. No. Um, and he meets his future wife, who's sitting there just kind of watching this game happen. Yeah. That's really all that's important to this, because immediately it's like, let's put on the uniform and, you know, we're beat cops when we're mm-hmm. patrolling this street fair carnival thing. Well, like You the, have to have cops at a carnival. Yeah, but yeah. like the basketball game is crucial to the world building universe of this movie because he meets his wife. They fall in love instantly. Mm-hmm. And he tells Ice-T, I cannot associate with you with you ever again. It's yeah. like we are going different ways. And also that they used to be buddies and they ball all yeah, the time. All the time. And he's like, I'll see you next week. And he's like, not if you keep boosting cars. No, because mm. I'm a cop. And I'm going to law school. <laughs> yes. At night he goes to law school. So, yes. Yeah. But yes, they're at the street carnival. Uh, it's Denzel Washington, his partner, Kevin Pollack. They're mm-hmm. just kind of patrolling this. And meanwhile, there is some sort of, I guess it's a drug deal where it's never really made clear. It's just... It's a money deal. Some sort of deal where there's a briefcase <laughs> full of money involved. Yes. And one of the guys is obviously in on it because John Lithgow and his little suck-up henchman guy... Hey, Spike. Uh, Motormouth uh, yeah, henchman. Uh, like, roll up, and he's, like, out the key, and he's like, what the hell are you trying to do? It's like, this is going to look like an inside job if we don't break the window. So they do go in and basically shotgun everyone involved in the deal to get the money. Mm-hmm. And the guy that thought he was orchestrating this, because John Lithgow, we find out, is like a, a hired hitman. He's kind of new at the game, but still also really no, well He's known. He's a young kid. 
Sure. As he's called later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's called called young man by a 97 year old dude. (laughs) Fair enough. So. But the implication is that everyone in this movie is it's their it's their genesis of whatever career they've chosen. This is going to he's he's getting jobs, but this is going to put him on the map. Right. Yeah. So he basically double crosses this guy, shoots him and walks off of the money. Mm -hmm. And the very last shotgun boss, because there there were some kind of fireworks and things Mm -hmm. going off in the background. And I guess they hit a lull in the fireworks that. Denzel's like, that's gunfire. Well, Denzel's cop sense has already gone off oh, a little yeah. bit. He's like trying to sense the crime and then he finally... He could smell crime. Yeah. yeah. He, he literally <laughs> said that he smelled crime. Right. Yeah. Plus, plus there Could have been carnies, but... The, the other slightly important fact about this before we get to like the encounter here mm-hmm. is there is this rather large dude with like the comically large video camera from like 1983. It even had like a battery pack yeah. or something. Yeah. It was like and, crazy. And, and this dude is just like into this carnival. He's like, he's got a fat kid on the bouncy horse. And yeah. then it's like, oh, look at the stilt walker over here. He's yeah. so huge at both. <laughs> I guarantee he just got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like, he I gotta just take this got somewhere. that thing. Yeah, he's stoked. But that only serves because like Kevin Pollock goes after and catches the the driver, the motor mouth kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and after eventually, well, after first being the worst cop ever, by right? Just standing by the door, standing by the door, and just saying one liners instead of you know like doing his job. Yeah, because Kevin Pollock in this is here to do Kevin Pollock impressions. And to kind of be like the wacky guy, even though he's so supposed to be in a super serious position all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like, hey, buddy, caught you doing crime. Up, oh, bang. You know, the guy throws the door open and Kevin Pollack beats the fuck out of him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. Yeah. To the point that he is not able to help Denzel. Yes. He's he's busy with that guy. Yeah. Lithgow defenestrates himself through a window because well, he hears the gunfire. Yeah. Um, because like when he got hit with the door, he. Like fired off a whoa! I, whoops! Yep, fired a wild mm-hmm. shot there, and Donald goes like gunfire. Yep, self defenestration, and Denzel's waiting right there. <laughs> yes, and he's like bad, bad day, huh? Yeah. He's like giving him kind of like the I know more about guns than you speech of like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a that's a something something shotgun. It has five pounds of pool. By the time you do that, I'll have three bullets in you. Yeah, he's giving him the dirty Harry speech and like updated. He's, John Lithgow standing like running right in front of the porta potties, and this lady comes out and she's just talking to nobody. She's like, well, I was. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm a hostage. Yeah. Now. So it begins. I think if, if you know anything about this movie, probably the scene everybody talks about or remembers because John or Denzel Washington basically talks John Lithgow out of this hostage situation by going like, I'll put the gun down. But first, I want you to know I don't I'm not wearing body armor. I don't have any hidden guns. So we just start stripping down to his boxer shorts just yep. like trust me like yeah. trust me i am and John, not go, trying to <laughs> look at like, you up freaking out the, like, i don't the, care why, put the gun down why the fuck are you taking your clothes off what yep. is happening right now uh-huh. it's a distraction <laughs> yeah. yeah so he's like i'm gonna fine i'll let the lady go but first i'm gonna because he does eventually put the gun down he's down to his he says something underwear. totally awful to her oh yeah. while yeah. he's holding her too it's like so unnecessary it's just like when I'm done with her, her boyfriend is going to have to put a bag over her head to have sex with her. With to her have mate. sex with what's left. What's yeah. left of her. It's like, yeah. good God. It's, <laughs> that's the like people listening to Shane Black movies it's, and going, yeah. I can write that shit. It's and that then era realizing of, like, no, you, yeah. you just you sound mean. It's, you don't sound funny. You're just mean. Yeah, it's like the Grand Canyon, the Steve Martin character who was making just the most violent, ridiculous movies. It's like, this is... This is the level of Hollywood where it's just like it's not just violent, it's ridiculously violent, and it's not just profane, it's mm-hmm. stupidly profane. Yeah. It's almost the pinnacle of that before Hollywood was like, hey, maybe dial it back and watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe people don't want this, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, but eventually, like yeah, Denzel's down to his skivvies. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, then Lithgow just like, laughs. I don't need this lady yeah. anymore. I'm gonna shoot you. Yep. 
and he, like like an asshole, he's got a little Derringer pistol like in his butt crack, essentially. Why is that like an asshole? Well, that's okay. a smart thing to do. No, it's, that's not the asshole it's part. It's, it's okay. that he goes, he Don McLean's and shoots around behind his back. Mm-hmm. That's why he's an asshole. Like, why that was not necessary. To, well, reaction time, he couldn't have gotten it whipped around in front of him in time. It was easier just to spin a little bit and to keep uh, keep moving, from, shoot from the butt, and still shoot and him. miss. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, anyone, yeah. anyone, yeah. anyone else would have missed. I'm saying, like, whatever. This is going to be the least of the implausible things that happen in this movie, so I'm going to let it go, mm. but it's kind of a dick move. Agreed it's like there. he's got a little Derringer, and he has to do like a trick shot around behind the back, but he catches John Lithgow on the knee, and of course, they catch him, and it's basically like spinny papers, time passes, John Lithgow's been locked up. Like There's a very brief scene where he's in the hospital recuperating, I guess the hospital of the prison, Yes, yeah. and there's this whole thing where... Guy brings like this book guy brings him books and he's like, give me the biggest books you got. He's yeah, acting well, he, like he's catatonic. Yeah, but he's also having flashbacks to everything that we just just heard. Seen. All the dialogue is is going yeah. reflecting in his head, and then like the kindly old bookman comes in and is just like, you know, hey young fella, you want to lift your spirits and turn your life around with a hot book? And he's mm-hmm. he's like, give me the two heaviest books you have: yeah, War and Peace and the Bible. <laughs> yes, and he's like, good on you, son. And I guess he. <laughs> Like splints his own. It's weird because he doesn't splint his leg like, at the knee. He puts it around his ankle. No, he's is he strength training. He's yes. bending. No, he's bending his leg. Yeah. I think. But I he's, think he's like he's rapidly rehabilitating himself. Rehabilitating yeah. himself. Yeah. 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 It, it's. Weird. But they don't show it. They just show no. him. They show his face when he bends it for yeah. the first yeah. time. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. Katui's walking down yeah. the prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, the DA has met with, I guess, the chief of police. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is not happy about anything Denzel did. Nope. But the DA is like, because uh, they're the watching pub- the tape. The tape has made the news. Yeah, but but the DA is like, the public fucking loves this guy. Yeah, we need to promote. Like, we need to do something with him. We need yeah. to take advantage of this. Because the people- chief is like, he should have waited for backup. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, you fucking idiots. <laughs> well, and also the gun was not standard issue. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> neither, Never was a, is. neither is an asshole. Standard, <laughs> so you know. Did we say the line that he said after he successfully shot John Lithgow? Uh, no. I guess a, a no. <laughs> a Beretta in the in the butt, butt is, is better than a butterfly knife from the boot because oh, yeah, because Lithgow yeah. does pull out a, a butterfly knife, <laughs> yeah. So and gets punched in the face by yes, mm-hmm. Denzel. But yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it's like a yeah, weird line out of nowhere. It, it basically this says okay, a Beretta in the butt beats a butterfly in the boot. Okay, I'm pretty sure is what that. Yeah, he likes alliteration. He does. Denzel. This big this fan. game likes or this game this movie likes. He, um, game. <laughs> he did sure have he game. It likes Jesus, to nearly. Chuck, it likes to nearly rap. <laughs> yes, mm. yes, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, they they meet in the locker room. The DA lady and uh, and Denzel, and she's basically just like, "You are awesome. Good job. Where'd you keep the gun?" And he shows her the, his jock strap that has the holster in the back. And this all leads to, "Okay, you're promoted to detective. You and your partner, you're detectives now." <laughs> Yeah, and then, I don't know why Kevin Pollack is along for the ride on yeah, this. Yeah, I, I don't get that either. <laughs> he did copying very yeah, badly. You, you beat that, <laughs> he helped. You beat that he man in an alley. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> you proper violated de- his proper rights. detective-like. So, yeah. congrats. Yeah. Yeah. But, so there, and then this is, you know, spinning newspaper time, and mm-hmm. now Denzel's the assistant DA, mm-hmm. and yeah. meanwhile, Lithgow has been walked into real prison. He finally is not catatonic and can walk again. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I mean, the, the I don't think the... he ever was, but basically yeah. he's the, when the guy says you need something to, you need a reason to live. And then that's when he sees the newscast of yeah. Denzel being 
promoted. He's and given his like, press conference. Yeah. Oh, I've got a reason now. Well, the press conference where he's like, he's being promoted detective. Here is yeah. his name. It's like, it's I, like, is that the best method for introducing it? Like, should you introduce detectives? No. Are they kind of undercover really should and not. stuff? You should say he got promoted, but not say Here's what he's doing. Here's our new undercover officer, Nick Styles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's what he looks like. Yeah. Study they, him. Yeah, did they, they say he was going undercover or just to I be... Mean, I thought they were just generally well, kind of implied that it happens sometimes. They show the... the Whatever the fake cops show is. Yeah, busted. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, they, I don't think they ever said undercover. They said get ready to wear plain clothes. So, plain clothes, clothes detective is not necessarily. If you're a detective, at some point you're plain probably clothes go implies at least low profile. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, I mean, just wear your uniform because I mean, if you're wearing plain clothes, it, you're supposed to be keeping a low profile, not yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. But yes. Anyway, I yeah. mean, it's it's you're supposed to be asking guys questions the, as they stock stack boxes <laughs> in the back of a truck. Right, exactly. And they walk I've seen law and order in and out of the That's scene. What detectives do. Right. The, the time Tell period me between, where you were. <laughs> the time period between 1983 and 1990, 91, whatever yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's not really made clear. They don't like you know, say, "Okay, we're here now. This is this yeah. much further." It's time it's passes just, for a while, right? Because and I then, mean, John Lewis goes in prison, and he like is walking in, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're the famous guy," and they stick him in a cell with Jesse Ventura, yes, who is just immediately like, "You're my bitch." Yeah, more or less. I mean, he doesn't say that, but it's like, mm-hmm. and John Lewis goes like, "No," does like one move and knocks him out onto the sink. He says something like, "Shut up, cream puff," or yeah. and Jesse yeah. Ventura's like, "Oh hell no," and. You know, makes a move and Lithgow dodges him and then kicks him in the balls. Jesse Ventura also has a forehead tattoo. Mm-hmm. In this Something movie. that real Jesse Ventura does not feature. No, no, no because he usually has a, a handkerchief on his head. Do rag. <laughs> yes, but he is immediately bitched out. Oh yeah, just Lithgow like sh- smashes the toilet with yep. his head. Not only that, that, takes his then takes his top bunk, then takes the three shelves. <laughs> well, takes all like his porn <laughs> off the wall. Yeah, takes the shelves like knocks all his shit on the floor and he, yeah. He, well, he not only does he knock the shit onto the floor, he just knocks it onto Jesse Ventura's yeah. head. Mm-hmm. He just swipes it yep. onto mm-hmm. the guy's head. Everything but the radio. Well, yeah. yeah, that's valuable. But yeah, all his all that's that's it. Now the hierarchy has been established. Mm-hmm. Although. <laughs> Their beef isn't quite quelled yet. <laughs> the next scene yeah. is like darkened cafeteria with all the tables pushed away or something. And they're like, well, in this prison, when we have trouble between white people, this is how we settle it with an Aryan Brotherhood samurai sword phone book armor fight. <laughs> yes. And I believe the swords were du- like barbells, like dumbbells, like sharpened one end. I think so. Yeah, because one was double-sided and well i mean they were like they had a weird handle almost in the middle that yeah. looked like yeah. it would be from a barbell yes. but one side was i mean it wasn't just like hey we're fighting with barbells yeah. it's like one side is sharpened like mm-hmm. the the tip is, is sharpened yeah. into a point yeah yeah but yeah it's it's like hey this is the aryan brotherhood this guy is a member of the aryan brotherhood you're gonna fight now uh-huh and so they do. They have themselves a samurai fight. And I think Lithgow was going to let him live, except for the fact that his phone book slash newspaper armor, when he, you know, more or less defeats him, he's yeah. like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, oh, no, why should I? Why, do, why would I bother? And then there's a picture of Denzel right on his chest. Mm-hmm. And so he just kind of turns, looks at one dude and is like, ah, stabs, Stab. stabs him through mm-hmm. Denzel Washington's yep. picture. Yes. And then that the and then the head of the Aryan Brotherhood is like, all right, well, there's like 50 of us, so join up. Yeah, yeah, yeah join up and or Lith- die. Lithgow's like, I, all right, well, sure. He's, no, like, he's, he's more like, I'd rather just get out of here. Yeah, he's like, I'm so looking for a better in? life. And they're like, you got a better life if you join us. And he's like, I'm not talking about in here. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about out there. And they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we never thought of that. <laughs> Breaking yeah. out? Who yeah. would have? But like, 
the picture that he saw, Denzel has been put on like the, this high profile murder case that's gone on for like a year. Mm-hmm. It's like the Hillside Strangler or something. Yeah. And they show him giving his closing argument, you know, and just speechifying the fuck out of oh, just yeah. Denzeling the well, shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, because it starts with like, well, we've all been here a long time yeah. and you've been in that tiny room with a shitty coffee and the takeout food. Yeah. And he's like, I bet we're all just like ready to go outside and get some fresh air. And then he just goes, <laughs> and like runs halfway out the, co- the courtroom, and they're like, "I bet you just want to scream and run out of here, don't you?" And, and like the judge and everyone's like, "The fuck!" <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Oh, I see what you're doing." Yeah. And he's like, "Don't let that man wear you down. Don't let your being tired wear you down. You come back and you put this yeah. man in jail. He murdered Still nine people. Do justice. Yeah. Yeah. All, all nine counts. You won't be able to sleep. And man, the prosecutor." <laughs> Or no, the defense attorney, he's just like, he rips a page off of his notepad and just crumples it up in disgust. (laughs) Like, right in the middle of it. It's like, dude, poker face, man. (laughs) It's like, he just folded. He's like, fuck. (laughs) But I do like... Threw the cards out at the middle of the table. When Denzel went screaming down out of the courtroom, even the defendant just started giggling. And his lawyer's like, shut the fuck up, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the the judge at first is like, what the shit? And then, like, when he kind of realizes it's all part of his little speech act, he's, he's just like... Oh, you. Oh, you. Just gonna, oh, you. Look. Denzel's doing no. it again. <laughs> Man, trying to get that Oscar. That guy's going to be district attorney one day. <laughs> so good. And win an Oscar. Yeah. Um, and Denzel's got a guy with him who is just looking for someone's coattails to ride to superstardom in some way, shape, or form. Like, he's convinced. He's like a councilman or something. Yeah, but he's just convinced that Denzel can be mayor and then he can be president. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm going to make this guy the most powerful dude in the world. Because they, like, win their case and are going outside. And he's just like, man, you know, I got plans for you. And Denzel's like, no, man, I don't want to do that. I'm a lawyer. But some more time passes. And then he's kind of doing city council bullshit Mm -hmm. Sort of. Because, I mean, it eventually gets to, like, they're talking about rehabilitating this one area. Mm -hmm. It's like the something towers. The towers. It's just called the towers. The towers. Although sometimes they call them more unfortunate things on the news. But Mm -hmm. But they're going to, like. It's this big, it's just this wire structure thing, bullshit. Or was it like a they were going to build something and then didn't finish it? I mean, maybe I, it seemed like it. I don't but know. yeah, it was just this monstrosity that was just run down and yeah. beat up. And they're going to make a you know like a youth habitat, yeah. community center, whatever type thing yeah. there. And so he gets involved in that, and like that's pretty much his. He's just gateway into politics, if right. you will. Right. Meanwhile, Lithgow. Mm-hmm. It's time for his parole hearing. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Of course. And and yeah. before that, like the. I don't think you even see the officer, but like he's like, "Come on, it's time for your parole hearing." You think you can convince him you're sane? And he's like, "Oh, we'll see." Or, did, or he says something like, "Did you wash your hair or brush your teeth or something?" He's like, "Oh, that's right. He has the choice line about did you did you floss your floss teeth? Your yeah. Teeth. yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, yeah, you used your wife's pubic hairs. It's just like, yeah, it's like, like again, the dude, <laughs> the attempted chain black of blackification right. of this movie. And there was a scene right before this where he was in the infirmary getting stitched up for something, right? And he's got his lackey in the records room switching records around dental records yeah but he's just he's talking out loud when he's doing it. he's like oh the old switcheroo and it's like dude shut yeah, the I, think, fuck up. I think that's actually exactly what he says but the, the shot where he's like did you floss and he says that line it's like and then he turns around and he's you know his hair's all slicked back or whatever mm-hmm. and he walks out and then you see his like obsession murder wall right where it's just every article about denzel washington mm-hmm. then his face pasted on everything from naked ladies to other people's pictures to there was that one scene where his lackey was getting out and he was like you know i'll see you on the other side i'll see you outside whatever and lithgow is just standing at a copy machine 
and that's all he's just doing. He's just focused on the copy enlarging machine. And it's Denzel's just face. one picture of Denzel blowing it up and blowing it up and blowing it up and blowing. And it's just copy after copy. The entire scene, that's all he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's not paying attention to that dude at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's got all of that just plastered his wall. Now, I don't know how jail works. I mean, we've had toilet wine discussions, but other than that, I don't know. But, yeah, let's not start that again. But... I would think maybe the cop or the might the, want the to guard, go to the parole board and go. You know, he's got an obsession. He's got a problem role. here. This isn't normal. <laughs> There's something wrong with him. But no, he just goes straight to parole board. And Prison was different in the 80s. I guess it was, but 90s. Well, they also had you know the barbell samurai sort fighting mm, arena. So, that's true. You know, in maybe, the cafeteria that yeah. no one apparently knew anything about. So yeah. he. He's okay, so he's being led to the parole board and through, through where prisoners are doing maintenance or building work with, with power saws and drills, yes. and other dangerous implements that mm-hmm. you would probably not give violent felons, right? Sure. In the prison's defense, there are guards right there next to all the power mm-hmm. tools. But if a guy wanted to make a move, maybe he might get the drop on a guard or two, yeah. So <laughs> maybe Lithgow goes in front of the parole board. And they're like, so. Do like, what are you wh- going to do when you get out? Yeah. And the guy that asked him, he's like, well, I'm thinking about going to your house and doing things for your wife and your daughter and well, maybe like, even your dog. Well, he's like, oh, you mean to thank me? And he's like, no, no. to fuck your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and daughter and maybe dog. Yeah. And then, and then he goes like, <laughs> he's like, well, how dare you, sir? And he's like, if that surprised you, maybe try this. <laughs> and he pulls out like a pin gun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's That's called a zip, yeah. Zip, gun. Yeah. zip gun. Yeah. Zip gun. Yeah. And gets a perfect headshot on this dude to which everyone's like, oh. Ah, and right. apparently that was the signal because yes. <laughs> the dudes outside unleash power tool hell. <laughs> One dude, the guy Man. with the, 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 he's got the, the guy with the, the skill saw right? just goes right across <laughs> the guard's chest. chest. Yep. Oh. Just and another all, one gets a drill in the neck. <laughs> we're all reeling from that, and then Old yes, drill neck, drill to the neck. It's just like ah, dear God. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just a lot of. I mean, after that, it's a little anticlimactic, but they basically just shoot their way out. Well, no, they they nope. put on the the, well, the clothes of the prison guards and the and the dead people. Yes, that's nobody true. else heard that shit. No, no. nobody because heard that. Were, and also, just they were already power tooling. One it's... guy with a visitor badge can go. I'm checking out six, and they'll be like, "Oh, sure, yeah, come on through." Well, it was the remaining parole board guys and a guy dressed as a guard. Mm-hmm. So the and outside guard doesn't know shit. Yeah. So and, he just. And one of the, I, but look, one of the heads of the Aryan Brotherhood in the prison yeah. is with them. The outside guards don't know the faces of the people who work inside. Look, <laughs> I. <laughs> I've been places, <laughs> and they make you sign in every person. You don't, like, it. there's no plus one when you visit a prison. <laughs> it was just me when I came in. I've got five friends now. Yeah. <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but the guards are just like, yeah, dude, go ahead. And they're walking out, and the bookmobile is there. And old man's like, hey, Sonny, I remember you. What's, what's old it? man with the worst timing <laughs> in the history of bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, man, hey, and also, John Lithgow, crazy <laughs> man with he's weird the worst glass old-timer. eye. Yeah. And Lithgow is just like, oh, fuck, blam. And then it's just, <laughs> I don't know why he shot book, book dude. Right. He could have been like, oh, thank you so much for your, you know, for, for your, your support and your, for your guidance all those years ago. Right. When I, when I <laughs> was visiting. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, but he just um, starts a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone pretty much gets shot, and they take off in the fucking bookmobile. Except yeah. for the one lady who was freaking out the most; she did not get shot. That was I, I was expecting them to run her over for sure. She was going to get just smashed by the book because she was screaming her head off. Oh yeah, in that excessive way that okay. leads to this movie was heavily cut. Oh, I'm sure before it, was. it came out. Yeah, heavily cut. There's a lot of there's. I mean, there's a complete scene. 
of him torturing Denzel. It's not in there right. from later on. So I wouldn't doubt it if her death was somewhere in there and they were like, nah, let's, we just need to not yeah, have this. Cause I'm positive. They would have backed that truck up over her. Oh, the, the amount of noise that she was making. And that's true. She did stop screaming at some point. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Cause but, she, she hadn't stopped prior to, except no. for a gun in the back. Like we're yeah, walking yeah. out of here. But so yeah. the only three people who escape are John Lithgow, his little henchman buddy and the head of the Aryan nation. Mm hmm. Um, so they get to like some cliffside and they're just like freedom. Woo. We made yeah, it. And Lithgow's hype man is just like, man, I can't believe we pulled that off. Yeah. That was like poetry. Mm -hmm. And the other guy's like, all right, so we're meeting this dude in a week. Uh, passports. We can get out of the country. Yep. All that shit. Yep. And Lithgow's like, sweet. He goes, I got my passport already. <laughs> and he shoots that fucker in the face. Yes. And then shoots him in the knee. Mm -hmm. And the other guy's like, well, what are you doing, man? What's and he's like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yep. Because they, they had switched the dental records earlier in a brief scene. Yeah, when he says the old switcheroo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, then they load the guy up in the bookmobile and place a Molotov cocktail in it and start pushing it over the cliff, to which it fucking explodes. It, it barely oh gets over the edge God. before it is exploding. It's barely teetering. And that thing is just made of gasoline. Oh, my God. <laughs> This so, thing erupts. Yeah. Like, they don't even show that thing hit the ground, I don't think. Oh, because no. it is exploding before it even comes close. Oh, that was the Aryan Nation bookmobile. That's why it burned oh, so well. Yes. Mm, that's okay. what it was. Because, yeah. yes, those yeah. books are. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, for all intents and purposes, mm -hmm. John Lithgow is dead to the world. Correct. And this is, uh, like, real quick, like... Denzel's outside somewhere and Gail Weather or <laughs> Gail Weather. Yes. <laughs> Gail News Lady runs up to him and is like <laughs> Gail News Lady. Wallens. <laughs> yes. She's like so uh Earl Talbot what's his name? Earl Talbot Blake. Blake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he 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 escaped last night and then 30 minutes later the Aryan Nation killed him. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, and at first he's like the name doesn't even ring a bell. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like the name escapes me and she's like yeah. Funny you should mention that. Yeah. <laughs> he escaped from jail and now he's dead. And Denzel says some cold shit. Like, yeah, basically. Oh, even the area, like, even there must proves that there must be some There's good, good in all in people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she's like, damn, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's just like, okay, thanks for, right. the, for, thanks for the update. Yeah. But now he's, he's involved in more community service stuff that mm -hmm. the whole Twin Towers thing, they're holding the telethon. Yes. For it. And he's basically the host of it. For the, it's for the kids, by the way. Yeah, Don't forget. It's, for the, it's for the kids. It's always yes. for the kids. Yeah. Oh, right after he got that news, by the way, like he's a, he's approached by a homeless guy asking for money. Mm -hmm. And like the city councilman was like, get, get out of here. Get a job. And Denzel's like, here, man, have some money. And Lithgow, you know, completely with the you know, stocking on and everything is just like, oh, thanks. And then, man, Denzel is not a foot away from him before he just rips off the, the hood. It's just like, thank you very much. Ah, I'm evil. John Lithgow. It's like, yeah. that's bad, dude. You should probably not do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so there's a telethon at his dad's church. His dad is John Amos. Yep. Um, and you know, it's, they're just, they're trying to raise money for the kids, the, the thing that they're building, the yeah. rec center. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want to build the rec center so it can yeah. be saved. And I guess it's going well because I think they had a $500,000 they did. That was their thing, thing on yeah. the wall. And they were and close. They get like someone walks in and is like hands them a mysterious wrapped piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And it's $10,000 in cash and a note that basically says, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for you. I, I owe it all to you. Right. Denzel yeah. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Styles. Thank you, Denzel. Yeah. Um, 
And but no, no sign, you know, just no signature. Yeah. But moments earlier, like the his wife has gotten a phone call from their babysitter. Oh, yeah. Who is saying, oh, the power's out. You know, what do we do? And she's like, oh, it's L.A. We won't see a truck for days. And then she's like, oh, hang on. There's a knock at the door. And it's just, man, the the, the <laughs> Lithgow back to the door, evilly turns around. is like, problem. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, thank God you're here. And <laughs> she's like, never mind, guys here. Click. And Lithgow comes in and just has cake with them and is just hanging out with them. And why would you let the guy from the power company into your house <laughs> it's to an- light candles when he says it's his birthday? <laughs> it's an early 90s thriller. Yeah. Man, Most nobody this- acts like a human being in early 90s thrillers. Well, so much of this whatsoever. is for the audience. I was a young person in the early 90s and. You were not in a 90s thriller, then. No. <laughs> you were but in a normal were, life. There were chances for somebody to try to come into the house, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. To, sure. hey, let me come inside. Um, never. Yeah. Absolutely never would I ever, <laughs> ever. Well, yeah, when the power guy's like, hey, I'm here to fix the power, you go, yeah, the box it's is around the side over of the there. fucking yeah. house. There's nothing in here that's the problem. <laughs> Certainly don't sit down. What are you doing? No, that's not yeah. cake for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's your birthday. Get the fuck out of here. But like the entirety of this menace is just for our sake because he comes in, he drugs the babysitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does a couple things in the house, but for the most part, he drugs the babysitter. That's when he bugs the house, though. Yes, yeah. exactly. And but also- but they're the everything that's happening is to made to be seemed more menacing than it is because like he drugs the babysitter, waits for her to pass out and then scoops up the kids and starts going upstairs. And you're like, oh, shit. How dark is this movie going to get? Mm-hmm. Um, so the the point of this is just to build tension for us when we see Denzel come home mm-hmm. because they come home, wake up the babysitter who's coming out of her drug stupor on the couch. And she's like, what day is it? Where are the kids? Yeah. And they're like, oh, God, where are the kids? And they run upstairs and the kids are in bed. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So that entire all of that After was the stinger music. It, yes. Builds. We haven't mentioned the music. Yeah. Yet. Which. But <laughs> should we mention the music now? Yeah, go ahead. This okay. is the time. Alan Silvestri did the soundtrack for this. Mm-hmm. He also did Predator. Yes. This is the Predator soundtrack. Pretty much. Except probably more intense. Yes. I mean, the opening credits are like, holy <laughs> shit. I have anxiety now because of these opening credits. Yeah. The music is a character in this movie. It is selling the shit out of oh my God. tension when there probably isn't any. Because when Denzel is reading the the note with the money, mm-hmm. Lithgow is in the basement of the house watching it on a portable television yeah. and reading along with the note because he wrote it, obviously. That's mm-hmm. the reveal of that. But at this point, the scene ends and we're just like, oh, he did nothing. Nothing happened here. Mm-hmm. That's What's the point of that? We find out later that one little thing happened, but it's not... It's even that is really not important at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. But what happens is the uh, the councilman who's basically Denzel's hype man, like you should run for president, all mm-hmm. that. He's he's taking the briefcase with all the certificates from the telethon yep. as well as the ten thousand dollars in cash. Mm-hmm. And he's got to take it to the bank and deposit it. Yep. And that's when somebody when uh, Lithgow's hype man himself, mm-hmm. the little guy mm-hmm. is, is like, hey, you got any money? And he's like. No, beat it. Yep. Beat it, homeless guy. And then Lithgow goes, hey, smell this rag. <laughs> yes. <And laughs> knocks him out. Does this right. smell like chloroform to you? Mm-hmm. And then like the next day, a lady is coming into this restaurant where they were frequenting and is coming in to vacuum and goes to plug in the vacuum, looks up and 
that guy's been hung from the ceiling in drag. I thought it was yeah. in that dude's office, was it? I, I don't know. Whatever. He's, I don't think so. I think this is the restaurant they were at earlier. Was it? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Not, it had the weird googly eyes on the wall like that restaurant yeah. had. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's a scene in a restaurant, which this matters later, yeah, where Denzel later. has this conversation and John Lithgow records it. Mm-hmm. Where to use pieces of it for later. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how 90s thrillers work. Yeah. There's also been a scene before the telethon where Denzel goes to meet up with Ice-T again for like the first time in seven oh, years. Oh, that's right. And goes into their drug den, basically, by himself, just marches in. It's like, I got an appointment with Ice-T. And it's just like, oh, man, I didn't think I'd ever see you again. And it's just mm-hmm. he he's he's there to make a deal for them to never like the 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 tower project is going to mm-hmm. be holy ground. Yeah. No one can sell there. No one can recruit there. Nothing. It's off limits. Mm-hmm. And Ice-T is not having it. He's just like, mm, nah. And Denzel brings up his mom. He gives it dresses down. Everybody just tells him, like, this is stupid. Y'all are just selling drugs to yourselves. It's idiotic. And this doesn't make any sense. And they're just like, why don't you just get the fuck out and I'll pull guns on him. And that's when he pulls out a grenade. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just like, I'm ready to die for this right yeah. now. Everyone ready to die. <laughs> raise your hands. And it's like, he uh-huh. raises his hands. I thought not. <laughs> okay. Here's what we're going to do. It's holy ground, right? They're like, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when he comes out and Kevin Pollack is just hanging out down there. He's like, so how'd it go? And he lights a cigarette with the hand grenades, a lighter. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think we got there. Secured him. So this was yeah. just to reintroduce Ice T after all mm-hmm. these years. Like they've yeah. had contact. So yeah. So I'm trying to think what happens next. Now. Well, the, the the investigation immediately begins. Like Denzel is brought in because oh the, yeah because the, they they've discovered the councilman. Yeah, and he had a suicide note that says, "I'm sorry, I molested all the kids." Sorry, we molested all those. Yes, kids. and has a briefcase full of child pornography, which you know, come on. Yeah, and Denzel's <laughs> like, I've known this guy for years. There's yeah. there's literally no way. Yeah, and they start asking him questions about this trip that they were on. Is like, did you know? Was he ever out of your sight? Did you know? But yeah, and they're like, did you use public funds? And he's like, no. Yeah, that's not. Who cares? Even if I did. Yeah, he's but, like this. No, none of this. Yeah, because it does kind of establish that the other guy, who's like the other assistant DA, I guess, was the defense attorney who he mm-hmm. who he made crumple his thing, and that yeah. guy. All this really does is establish that that guy's just ready to take Denzel down no matter what. He does not like Denzel. Just because he's got a grudge. He showed him up in court that day. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Everybody's got a grudge against Denzel. They, no this. one likes him. He's too powerful. But he's Denzel. He's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So after this, like, he's just, he's had a rough day and he's gotten drunk with Kevin Pollock. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man. It's rough. This is shitty. They're just drinking in their car outside of Denzel's yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. And and he lets Denzel. He's like, just go home to your wife. Go make, in there and make, make me, me a, a godson. godson. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I'll try. See yeah. ya. Don't drink a drive, buddy. Mm-hmm. Kevin Pollock's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a detective now. I do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they Denzel gets out of the car. Kevin Pollock takes off. And then he almost gets hit by another car. Yep. And who gets out but John Lithgow? Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait a minute. And you, then you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And his buddy, Cole Cox, and then mm-hmm. they drag him in the car. And this is when the main plot begins. Yeah. The takedown of Denzel. Ugh. <laughs> he wakes up. He's tied to a chair in a pool. Mm-hmm. And they have the uh, hero well, versus villain. Pool. Yes. Yeah. An empty yes. pool. An empty pool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they have the hero versus villain face off mm-hmm. where, you know, you. They get to talk to each other. They're sitting at a table and, and John Lithgow's like, hey, let's arm wrestle. We used to do this in prison all the time. And Denzel's like, this is dumb. Um, 
but he just man Lithgow just starts giving him the speech this evil villain speech and mm-hmm. you could just you could see Denzel's hand and arm just tensing the fuck up yeah. it, like he's just gonna rip Lithgow's arm off like like Jeff Goldblum in the fly he's just gonna mm-hmm. bend it back and just bone and shit is gonna pop out of it but mm-hmm. so <laughs> he eventually gets him to the point where he could beat John Lithgow and he's like I win and Lithgow was like if you win I'll set you free he's like I, I he beat said you he may. He yeah mm-hmm. right he's like I win let me go and they're like nah and immediately he goes, you lose well, he, he, like had him <laughs> they you know, pin his arm yeah, down. yeah well he pinned or Denzel beat Lithgow, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, nah, and flips his arm back over, which exposes the arm, and they yeah. shoot him through it full of the drugs. Yes, to which he tries to fight for 20 seconds, mm-hmm. flailing around tied to this chair in the pool, while John Lithgow's face is just in camera, first person taunting him the whole yeah. time. Oh, like the second the needle hits his arms, it is like blur vision, yes. you yeah. know, like... Well, it's... Heroin. Cocaroin. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaroin. <laughs> oh, man. I love that book he wrote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jack Cocaroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, man. So, you know, the horse takes 20 seconds to reach Denzel, and he's just like, whoa. <laughs> I was real confused for half a second there. <laughs> well, you know, Denzel on the horse likes to explode through things. Yes. He does. <laughs> right. yeah. Yes. We've, we've already established He's that. real good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lithgow's just like, man. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) The shit I'm about to do to you is going to be so awesome. And he just like repeatedly shoots him up with heroin and eventually ties him to a bed. And then has a hooker have sex with him Uh while he plays the tape of him like placing his order at the at the restaurant, but rewarding it. So it's like he's mildly flirting with the waitress at this restaurant. I'm the DA. You got to do what I say. And she's like, oh, yes, sir. All that sort of shit. So, yeah, they're filming this (laughs) him having sex with this hooker. But he's like old school VCR dubbing it. Like he's like it's happening. He's like, oh, he's live to tape. I mean, he is recording it right there. There's no post. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is he's got one shot to do it. Oh, he's got all these other resources. It's like you you couldn't get like some nonlinear hey, editing. Time is short on oh, this. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, get yourself a toaster, son. <laughs> <laughs> he was in jail during all the technology mm-hmm. upgrades. Oh, he didn't know okay. how that shit yeah. worked. Yeah, but it, you know, Denzel wakes up after all this, and he's like, "Well, why don't you just kill me, man?" Yeah. He's like, "No, you got to suffer." He is full on just street heroin out. I mean, yeah. he is just like, <laughs> "Why don't you kill me, man?" <laughs> he's like, "No, you got to." You gotta live. This is only just starting. You gotta. You gotta live. You gotta live through all this. You gotta yeah. lose everything, buddy. Yep. And so next day, somebody finds him outside with all the transients, mm-hmm. where the guy's like waking all of them. He's like, "Okay, Eric, time to get moving." Well, you know? it's been several days. Like his wife okay, is freaked yeah. out. Kevin Pollock is like, "We've we're sur- half the police force is looking for him. We'll find him." Mm-hmm. Days and days and days have gone by. Yeah. So yeah, they eventually find him in the hobo camp. And well, I like the like they just have they know all the the bums yeah. that sleep outside of yeah. uh, the courthouse. Yeah. Oh, come on, Hobo Joe. Come on, wake up. <laughs> Jesse. Hobo Joe. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Prospector Star Trek fan. Get up. So yeah. yeah. And they take him to the ER and he is just sweating and feverish. Yeah, and, and he's like, It was Blake, he was there, he drugged me up with something. Yeah. And then like as they're trying to and he keeps and like his wife is not believing it. Well, like everyone is there asking questions like Kevin Pollack first is like, uh, Earl's dead, buddy. No, Earl. Mm-hmm. Stop saying it's Earl. And like the district attorney is like, so was Earl the only one there? And he's like, no, there was this other guy named Kim. And he's about to mention the the lady, mm-hmm. but then looks over his wife and is like, and that's it. No one else. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I, then they're trying to take him out of the hospital. Of course, he gets swarmed by reporters. Yes. 
And they're like, well, what, what about this? And he's remembered that this old hotel had dolphins in the pool. And and then he, you know, being cocky Denzel is like, all the reporters are like, well, what, can you comment on that? Where have you been? And he's like, I'm going to show all them. Gonna- the, okay, this is stupid mistake number one on a list of many stupid mistakes. But yeah. the fact that he is, what? Coming down from heroin. Like, no, I'm not saying yeah. it was a smart decision. Crazy heroin binge. Yeah, yeah. But like, in, he told Kevin Pollack this first, and you thought, well, Kevin Pollack is going to go investigate it. Mm-hmm. No, Denzel's just like, okay, I'll bring entirety all the of the press, there. come with me, and I'll yeah. show you the proof. And they just go to the pool, which is now full, and there's a, you know, like a Aquarobics, water aerobics yeah. Clap, yeah. class going on in there. And he's just like, Ah, uh, and, and all the press kind of is like, like slumps down at yeah. a bench, and the press is like, "Well, get pick footage of the pool." <laughs> yeah, you know, and his, and wife, he, his wife is. He's like, "This all sounds crazy," and she's like, "You're right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, "But it ha- He's this is not how it happened." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's starting to get dressed down. Yeah, media's not believing him. Nope. Kevin Pollock is kind of like, "Yeah, okay, buddy. Uh, sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll figure this out." Yeah. Um. Uh, so he goes home mm-hmm. and he's just like, well, shit. And they uh, and he's he's basically getting drunk a lot, man. He's so going around the house, complaining to himself. His kids are watching him on TV, getting interviewed and they come down and like, Dad, you're on TV. And he's like, don't watch me on TV. I'm right here. I'm live. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and he's like, I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm on heroin. Well, I can't he, help it. He's also like, this is the start of him donning the pink robe. And, yes. he, and he's back yeah. to his plain white skivvies underneath. Yeah. And he's, that's <laughs> and that's his like, hang around the house. I'm fucked outfit mm-hmm. because it starts here. And then like, mom's like, all right, kids, it's time for bed like mm-hmm. get yeah. away from your crazy father and yeah. then it's just like it's it's drink time yeah. yeah like and he also he gets a call from the da mm-hmm. who's like listen there's heroin in your bloodstream there's cocaine in your bloodstream he's like i told you yeah and <laughs> and they're like well we found something else you got the clap <laughs> he's like those motherfuckers gave me the clap yeah are you serious he's like yeah that was that was the uh lady there was a lady been, there yeah and he looks over and the wife is there and she's mm-hmm. like what do you mean what uh, <laughs> why didn't you mention the lady and he's like i didn't lie i just didn't tell you all of it yeah and she's like you're such a lawyer uh-huh. and things she goes to bed yeah and he's just like well time to monologue and drink mm-hmm. to myself no <laughs> first he turns on crazy uh like la talk la yeah, like political talk <laughs> oh, show yeah and the, and the moderator guy is like invited this dude on <laughs> who is just like of course they're going after him because Illuminati chemtrails, lizard people. <laughs> yeah, they can't let a black man <laughs> like, get right. anywhere in yeah. the I mean, world. As soon as he does, they got to knock him down. And, it, and and this guy has come up out of his interview chair and is yelling at the old white host, just screaming at him. He's like, and that's why they put AIDS in the vending machines. Yeah. And and it's yeah. and the guy's just like, we'll be right back. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're right. And, and, and so, yeah, it comes back on. And that's when Denzel is like, we got a caller, and, and Denzel is talking like he's he calling, into, like this, he's the caller, calling yeah. into the show. And he's just like, I was on top of the world. I was a sister district attorney, and they, they took me and drugged me and gave me the clap. Yeah. Nobody believes me. I just want to start ah. a new life. I don't like this. And and then he, I guess he passes out from drinking. Well, they pan over to the oh, side yeah. table, and there's obviously a giant bug, bug there. Mm-hmm. And just cut to John Lithgow sitting outside like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, so good. So he passes out from the alcohol, uh, wakes up. <laughs> 
and there's a uh, a note on the TV that says "Play me." Yeah, play me. And it's pointing he, to the VCR. He wakes up saying something like, "Rest my case, sir." Some book him. He's some sort of yeah. like law jargon Lock is what him up. jolts him yeah. out of there's, sleep. There's a note on the VCR that says "Play me," so he plays it, and we basically find out the entire point besides bugging the house obviously why john lithgow went over there as the power man in the, in the original yeah which is they filmed the scene where he's put the two kids to bed and it's like him creeping up first person perspective set the video camera down yeah go over to the daughter's bed with a little hatchet in his hand and is like about to swing down all while denzel's watching this going no <laughs> like every step when he's like yeah. first he's like Wait, that's my wall of art. <laughs> that's my house. That's my daughter's room. Yeah. Those then, are my daughters. And so, yeah. like, you know, he's just like, oh, no, I'm yeah, not actually, not actually yeah, going to do it. Of- then click. And then so Denzel takes off running upstairs and comes into an empty room. And there's a note on the bed. Like, the beds are made up and, you know, mm-hmm. they're, everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've gone to the to the park for dress rehearsal. Yeah. Okay. So... As I as I mentioned earlier, he has now donned this pink bathrobe, uh-huh. just boxers, and I think shorts, maybe shorts, socks, well, you know. socks got, and sandals, socks and sandals. He yeah. runs to his bedroom, mm-hmm. not to put clothes on so he can go out. No, no, to get his six shooter. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then he starts full on like power running he down the, the weapons down the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's doing the Tom Cruise run. Yeah, straight at the camera, but while wearing white, you know, plain white boxers, a pink robe, and. Socks and sandals. Waving a gun. Mm-hmm. Waving a Waving gun. A yeah, gun. Just, just, you know, yeah. I'm power and, running with guns. And they make a note to show the Lithgow's hype man walking behind him with a tape in his hand, yep. just kind of nodding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, Denzel gets to the park by running yep. the entire way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's, his vision's all blurry. He's still... He's still coming down from the drugs yeah. and being drunk all night. And he sees a guy in a suit <laughs> about to sneak up onto the stage. <laughs> So he runs over, tackles this fucker, pulls a gun on him, and is just screaming at him. And it's a clown. This is the best part of the movie. Who rolls over and goes, I'm just a clown. Don't shoot me. Please don't shoot. See? Nose. Frank nose. I'm not Let's really a demented clown. I'm never just Never breaking out a clown voice. That, man, that was is, just his voice. That, that, is, that was no, just He was born to be a clown. He, he that was a dedicated-ass clown. Committed to the that gimmick. That is a clown who's going to be a clown to his death. He was clown for life. He just rips open a clown life in old yeah. English font. Right. <laughs> Never break kayfabe. Uh, Never. R.I.P. Little clown. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, and the children are screaming. The wife is like, and the DA's like, well, there's a there's a lady in the audience filming the uh, rehearsal. Of course, and is getting this on tape. So mm-hmm. it's like cut to the DA's office, and he's trying to explain what was going on, and uh. he is just fucking rambling like an idiot and he's, including the conspiracy bullshit from that talk show yeah he's like no it's not like the aids in the vending machines this it, blake's real i saw him on tape i got the tape i didn't look at it yet but i got it here we're gonna watch it and he puts in this tape that he thinks is the tape that he got out of his machine which of course is him having sex with the prostitute <laughs> right to which he's like wait nah no <laughs> no i didn't say that I, I didn't say that to her well, i was saying i, mean, it to I, someone I said else. that but it wasn't her and uh I'll just show myself out. Well, then he's like, okay, okay, okay. Let's say I'm guilty. Let's say I'm guilty. I'm not guilty, but I let's say I'm guilty. Tapes. Why would I send a tape Why to the I news? Why would I send a tape to the news? I'm not crazy. If I'm guilty, which I'm not. <laughs> and they're just like, oh my God. <laughs> She's like, you're suspended. Yes. And which we were is, all like, this is, the, this is the only point of, of the entire, like, since the shit started happening to him, his, his thing about why would I have two tapes and send it to the news 
is the only logical thing he's done since, yeah. since Lithgow started this whole yes. torture thing. It's the logical argument that and, they and should that, go, hey, wait. That why would I destroy my own life? And that's, yeah. and that's the point where they're like, oh, well, yeah, obviously, now that you're making sense, you're suspended. <laughs> right. It's like, Which, why was he not suspended the second they found heroin oh, and shit yeah. in the system? Yeah. <laughs> like, in the ER, they should have said, you're suspended until we figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have heroin, cocaine, and This is how these things work. <laughs> Except it's, a, it's an early 90s thriller. Yeah. Plus... So. Ten thousand dollars of money is missing, and your your business partner was found hanging and committed to, or confessed to child pornography. Yeah, yeah, really. Why why did we suspend you before? Yeah. Like, now that we're thinking about it, yes. While we're making yeah. sense, I mean, there is a newspaper from Miami that basically says child molesting buddy of Denzel yeah. are dead. Yes, with a picture of them holding kids, and he's just like, uh, no, he's that's like, innocent. That's just us yeah. holding kids, man. Yeah, so he should have been suspended long before, yeah. but the statement of him making sense is what finally gets him off the force. Mm-hmm. Um, he's walking out, and Kevin Pollack, you know, does the tap on the shoulder, scare him. He's going to turn around and punch Kevin Pollack, and Kevin Pollack's like, hey, buddy, just, it's me, What what's the problem? Yeah, I've been looking into some shit. Yeah, and he's like, well, t- let's go investigate it on our own. They threw mm-hmm. me off the force. Let's do this. Let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go be partners. Yeah. So they bust in on this white power guy. Or no, yeah. no. First, he pulls out the box of evidence. He's like, I got this box of evidence from mm-hmm. John Lithgow's cell. Yeah. Yeah. We have the wall of obsession. Yeah. Look at look at this ridiculousness. And he's like, oh, shit. No, it's on. And instead of like going, here's this box of stuff that was in this guy's place. <laughs> no. Here are people who prosecute crime. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe you can make something of this. Yeah. Like the guy I'm claiming was trying to destroy mm-hmm. my life, wanted to destroy my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, well, I found out the guy they were going to get passports from. Mm hmm. So let's go check him out. Right. Let's not report let's this not to the rest anybody. of the police. Yeah, yeah. no, let's let's yeah, they, all on our own. So that we anything, are police. If anything They'd happens to us, us, it's only our word. Yeah. <laughs> so they just go in and punch this Nazi a bunch. They just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which and is it, good. And the yeah, only reason I they approve. stop is because Lithgow's hype man walks in. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> does the grandpa simpson thing of just walk in the room and you're like nope <laughs> well, grandpa simpson's in and zoidberg's out yes <laughs> and kevin pollock's like i got this and chases off after him and this is just a setup basically because he gets down an alley and john lithgow's standing up on a fire escape and just unloads a gun yeah. into him just fucking murders kevin pollock yeah well not, not For, immediately but, but yeah, just yes. empties like five or six shots into his belly mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna let mackie mention this part because this is when he started screaming at the television yeah. <laughs> and denzel runs up he's like oh my god no and john lithgow looks at him and goes hey catch and tosses him the gun which he catches in his hand literally holds it <laughs> Like, and like, a, it, like a gun. Yeah, like, like you would hold a gun and right. then tries to shoot Lithgow and it's click, click, click. And he goes, ha ha, now you've got the evidence <laughs> in goes, your sh- hand. Sh- you know, takes yeah. the rubber gloves off. Your prints yeah. are all over the gun now. Ha 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 This was the point. I was like, this movie's so fucking stupid. It's stupid. Everyone in this movie is fucking stupid. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly yeah. how it is. That's what happened. How it was in the, in the studio, in, exactly, the, in yeah. the BMF theater. <laughs> A little oh. bit less loud because it wasn't shouting into a microphone directly <laughs> into my ears. Oh. So and I'm deaf yeah. now, but. Oh, it's so stupid. But God, Pollock, it's almost like he had it in his contract. Like maybe he was going to attempt one more impression. I think he read the script and he's like, this is so fucking stupid. I have to say this now when I die. <laughs> he's just like, you were right. It was him. He murdered me. Well, yeah, he goes, how else would he have murdered me? Right. 
<laughs> yes. He's I guess he's alive because how else would he have murdered me? And Denzel's like, oh fuck. And then you hear the so, sirens from yeah, all, you know, off immediately. Screen. Yeah. He runs home and he's just like, kids, wife, let's go. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I didn't murder anyone. Don't listen to the TV. The TV's on. Oh, fuck. I'm just going to fucking blow up that TV. <laughs> yeah. We have to go. We got to find iced tea. Yeah. Well, he's like, he'll help me. He's like, it's get so clothes. cool and refreshing. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, get clothes for the kids. Meanwhile, where's my hiking gear and where are my flares? And it's like, what? <laughs> Not only that, well, all right, look. Well, his flares are under the sink where yeah. everyone keeps their flares. He's a crate of flares. He's wait, got like 20 yeah. fucking flares. Wait, 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 wait. Just slow it down a second. Do you guys not keep a shitload of flammable stuff under your under your sink? Not road flares? Well, I keep the Why flammable not? shit. I don't keep the things that actually ignite, yeah. though. Like, flammable shit is separated from the <laughs> it's things like that... It's like I don't even know you folks. The man has a basement. He does. I got, you should you put keep your flares. your flares in the basement. And he keeps his hiking gear. $1,000 worth of fireworks under my kitchen sink. He keeps his hiking gear in this hallway where closet be. where like nothing but shoes are. It's like shoes and a bunch of hiking gear. Like, uh, hiking is like walking uh, It's with shoes. Whatever. But he's just like, come on, guys. <laughs> walking is like walking <laughs> with shoes. How do you walk? What the hell's happening? <laughs> anyway. You can walk barefoot. <laughs> I, you could. Anyway, <laughs> they go to iced tea. They do. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they, take, right. the, they take the ice tea you plunge. Doing here. <laughs> yeah, and iced tea is just like, so they set you up, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that ain't right. Yeah, nah. <laughs> He's like, we gotta take this motherfucker down. Yeah. So any girl, chance to fuck with right here. the police, <laughs> the firefighters, the national guard, <laughs> FBI, CIA, the meet a maid, DOJ, ATF, ISIS, or ICE. We gonna fuck Royal Canadian Mounted Police. <laughs> German Bundeswehr, <laughs> the Coast Guard, the Hague, the Kremlin, Jesus KGB, my library card, Japanese Defense Force, Rough the Riders. <laughs> anyway, and, and, seven. and lastly, the Illuminati, <laughs> the Kawadis Club, <laughs> the Shriners. It, the May thing. Are they the same as the Shrine? No. Shit. <laughs> the Morocco Shrine guys. He has made All a deal with Ice-T to protect his family. And you think like, okay, well, that's a reasonable deal. Maybe they reflected back on their childhood and that's, you know, we'll protect you. Something not righteous is happening mm -hmm. to you. No, there's a bigger deal that's been made here, which we don't want. We don't find out about immediately. Yeah. But so <laughs> John Lithgow and... Buddy have gone into just nightmare carousel bar. It's it's what everyone thinks LA bars are. Why did they no, go to this bar? It's it's early nineties transphobia bar. Oh sure, like like that whole attitude from right. back then. Like oh my god, this place is just a den of pure evil and sin because yeah. there's they, a dude in because the thong. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, well, and because there might be transvestites there. You know, right. it's yeah. it's like come yeah. on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but. It, I mean, it's not it's not just that it's a little Moss Eisley -y too, because sure. I mean, there's like there's every shape, size. Yeah, naked, I mean, it's, not it's naked. mostly a really weird sex club. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just so saying, everyone's like, nude, but it's just presented as like this is where Lithgow would hang. out. Yeah. And there's like a little person with with alcohol in holsters on standing on the bar, walking up and down the bar, just pouring shots by tipping these these mm -hmm. bottles out of these holsters. These wearing. that's a pretty good distribution device. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one acknowledges it. Everyone in this bar is cool with it. What so happens if yeah. you order a tall one. <laughs> 
<laughs> out. Get you get out. thrown out. <laughs> but uh, despite all this, they have a TV in the bar that's showing the news. Just mm-hmm. the news. Yeah. <laughs> the normal ass news. <laughs> I'd like to think that there's like just a group that's just like, this is their this is their after work. Hey, man. Yeah. I just go here. It yeah. helps me relax. And this is basically Lithgow just sitting there waiting like, I want to see them put the handcuffs on yeah, him. And his, and, and his hype man won't shut up. And yeah. he's like, would you just shut the fuck up? Yeah. I gotta watch like, him suffer. I just need to see him get the cuffs on him, and then he's going to jail, and my plan will be complete. He will suffer for the rest of his life. And then they were like, we're getting breaking news. Denzel Washington is standing on top of a building. About to <laughs> kill himself. Shouting like an idiot. About to commit suicide. And Lithgow's like, no. You can't. No, no. not like this. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, they go running over to the building. Mm. And so uh, Denzel is on top of this building, and so he has seen he saw a, a segment of the Jimmy Cagney movie White Fire on TV earlier. Mm-hmm. So he's up there just speechifying and being crazy and just smearing lipstick all over himself. It's just like, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Denzel. Ah, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> Everyone is just all the reporters like, look up there. That's him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Lithgow is just walking through the crowd like, no, no, you have to live. You have to live in pain. Mm-hmm. This is not what I wanted. Um, and eventually, like, so he's communicating with Ice-T, who's on mm-hmm. the ground, and they're running around doing some yeah. kind of sneaky and Ice shit. T- Ice-T's like, the eagle have landed. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I guess they figured out Lithgow was there. That, uh, they that was, see him. They see yeah. the two of them. And immediately, like, his henchmen grab the underling guy, mm-hmm. and they whisk him away immediately. And Lithgow does not give a shit at this point. He's just fixated on Denzel. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Denzel's like, well, top of the world, Ma, and lights a flare, which he throws into... Uh, a, a roof window and fucking destroys the entire top floor of Ice-T's drug laboratory. Well, I think the entire top floor is the drug laboratory. Well, okay, yes. But all of Ice-T's operations, mm-hmm. this was set up in advance. Like, yeah. this wasn't just, I throw a flare into the, and we'll see what happens. No, no. this is set up to fucking explode because what he does is run over and jump down a chute like a like a metal line shoot yeah. so that he doesn't burn up. Right. I Ice-T had Allstate, man. He's in good hands. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> He's just going to claim insurance on that. Yeah. What fucking deal did he make with Ice-T for Ice-T to go just, yeah, you can blow up my entire world now. Uh, carte launch on the drug world? <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't get it. But whatever. The top floor of this building. Maybe he brought another grenade. <laughs> Yeah, it would just threaten him again. It's like, I'm right. going to blow up your shit. He brought two grenades. <laughs> oh, that, that was what mm-hmm. sold him stereo grenades. Yeah. yeah, but he dives through this thing, lands in the little Beatles shoot, album. and holy fuck, this place blows up. It is one of the biggest explosions for an existing structure that I've seen. And the, the fireball, like they've got the camera up like on a crane at what would seem like a safe distance. And the fireball just keeps coming at it. It's yeah. so huge. It just keeps coming. And it's like, it's filled the screen 10 mm-hmm. seconds ago and it's still coming. And you're just like, oh God, <laughs> I hope they took precautions. Mm-hmm. It goes up. It's, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so Lithgow is just screaming. He's just like, no, the, no, you can't die. No. And then like Ice-T's buddy is on a payphone. He's like, hey. Hey, you, you Blake. <laughs> Phone for you. Lift goes like, how you know? He's I like, you am. don't know me. Get out of my way. And then it's Ice T on the phone who starts rapping at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to have the power, you got to come to the come tower. Get to the tower. Word. <laughs> yeah, which is really foreshadowing. Yes. 
Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was actually. Mm-hmm. We're telling you our plan yeah. if you're paying yeah. attention. Yeah, they, he shows up and like Ice T's uh, crew has basically they barricaded the place. Yeah, off. Like, like this is like get get here, John Lithgow, and we're gonna block this place off because mm-hmm. shit's gonna about to get real, and we're gonna like keep the cops away. Yeah, yeah. Um, because. Lithgow shows up and his buddy is chained up, like basically crucified on this tower here. And he walks up and he's like, basically like happy buddy guys is like, I can't believe I've been following you all these years. Like, you're such a fuck up. Why? And then Lithgow's just like, all right, God, you talk a lot. Well, he's like, you didn't. Your plan was stupid. You didn't do anything. You said, piss him off. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah, you pissed him off. He's like, he's still alive. Like, yeah. And he's like, where is he? And then as soon as he shoots his henchman guy. Denzel, Denzel becomes like the you know, disembodied voice like I'm here yeah. <laughs> you didn't kill me Blake <laughs> I'm here yeah. kill me man the Alan Silvestri score at this point oh is just predatoring the fuck out <laughs> yeah um, but yeah basically it's like hey come up here like use the I, I do appreciate this like he has like two bullets left after he finished off his friend mm-hmm. Mrs. Denzel and actually puts his gun in his pocket yeah he might need it later well, if he finds saying, more bullets <laughs> most movies yeah gun is disposable Whoop, you know, yes. like I'm done mm-hmm. but he chases Denzel up there and they they basically start climbing this tower now cops have already started showing up because there's been gunshots mm-hmm. Ice-T's crew basically like <laughs> come out from nowhere handcuff the cops and Ice-T's there he's like stay down unless you want want me to beat you or something you like that. You want me to get club. the club. Yeah, you're going to get clubbed. <laughs> He's like, we are assisting the assistant district attorney with some yeah. assistance. We're, oh, <laughs> we're, the, we're the assistant <laughs> district attorney's club. <laughs> or wait a minute. We're yeah. the assistant district attorney's assistance club. Yeah. You better stay down stay if you don't down want to get clubbed room. by the assistants. Right. Yeah. yeah. This club is our is the assistancy. Something like that. Yeah. Man, it was really hard to follow then, and now a, a yeah. glass of bourbon in, it's hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even more so. But yeah, so it's basically like they've they've made this wall like no cops shall pass, mm-hmm. and then like the news crew show up and they're like, yeah, come on, let them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like the news crew show up and, and are like filming this, and I mean they've now climbed up to the top of one of this tower and they're having the bad guy monologue at the top mm-hmm. of the tower thing, mm-hmm. and um, there's like this perfect like cameraman from the news is like a fucking pro because like <laughs> oh, he's yeah. way away and he's like. <laughs> 50 times zoom got that oh wait that's that's Blake. that's Blake he's not dead yeah and you know it's like oh well whatever happens next I guess Denzel's cleared because yeah. you know he wasn't crazy and they get into a part where they're like all right let's arm wrestle for it and mm-hmm. <laughs> they start to arm wrestle and um Lithgow starts tries to choke Denzel and he's like oh you're cheating this isn't right and then he slams Denzel's hand or arm through this just giant spike which mm-hmm. clearly yeah. Denzel had not planned for this potentially happening because, I mean, it is huge spike through, through his bicep. Yes. And it is grotesque. It is just yeah. like, oh, dear God, to which he pulls it out. And, you know, eventually he's just like, he's fine. fine. But, yeah. <laughs> but for course. half a second, he's just like, my arm is useless. I can't hang on to the tower. Mm-hmm. He's luckily thrown his hiking hook up to the top of the tower and it just latched immediately like one throw. Just perfect. Just like whoosh. so. If he gets knocked off at any point, he's he's tethered to the tower. He's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yes, the plan is lure John Lithgow up to this tower. Mm-hmm. Ice T and company are going to commando their way in through the fence, <laughs> attach the electrical grid to the tower, and fry John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. So like they're setting that up, and Denzel and him are still just monologuing the fuck out of up there. Yep. And at one point, like 
Denzel's like hanging on this pole. Don Lithgow's like kicking at it to make him fall. And so he falls and it's just hanging on the rope. And he's basically like, I'm clear. Do it. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, they. And Lithgow's can... trying to cut the rope, like right. furiously trying to cut the rope. Yep. And but... so, yeah, they just light the tower up and it's, you know, and he gets fried, falls and lands on a giant spike, which Denzel's <laughs> hanging there kind of half by this rope half by the thing that he was you know sort of hanging on to mm-hmm. and gets his one liner is like I think you get the now, the point now Blake yep 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love that he comes down and is just immediately exonerated by the press they're mm-hmm. like oh well clearly he was set up for all this by right. like all, that guy all this, was still all alive. This overwhelming evidence clearly <laughs> yes therefore like the reporter is literally saying all this overwhelming evidence yeah. has cleared his name yeah in the real world, he would never be cleared. Like it would always never. be lingering. He's just like, well, he was obviously working with yeah, that because guy. Because the only person who could confirm it is, is dead. Is impaled because it's an early '90s thriller. Yes. Yeah. It, but everyone is just like, okay, well, he's a hero again, and mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And then he just kind he like embraces his family, and then goes over to Ice T, and is like, so see you on the asphalt. No, Ice T's like, oh, so I'll see you on the asphalt next week. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then he just goes over to Gail, who's doing her live shot. And she's like, oh, hello. Well, Denzel. he just lurks over her shoulder for like <laughs> 10 seconds and she's just like, oh, hi. <laughs> and he's like, I got something to say. And she's like, oh, really? Go ahead. And he's just like, nah, News 11 and turns off the camera. Movie goes black. And then some weirdly after the fact voiceover comes on <laughs> where he just like she's like, you can't do that. We're live. And he says something like kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You know what I think about you, Gail? Kiss my ass yeah. or something like that. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like the media at any point was at fault for any of this. They mm. didn't do anything except report, report the weird bullshit. Well, they they did run that like sensationalist story in the newspaper. Like that. What? That's not TV. Those are newspaper yeah, dudes. You They're said the media. Assholes. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Fake oh, news. God. Oh, yeah. So. But yeah, Ricochet's over, and then yeah. Ricochet by Ice-T plays over the closing credits, which, not a Stargrove, <sighs> but it's a good song. Man, I was hoping that would be a Stargrove, but no. It's worth listening to. Yeah. It's just not. <laughs> it's one of those early 90s, like, recorded in a fucking hangar. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All echoey and shit. Yeah. It's pretty good, though. And at one point, like, someone on the track tells Ice-T to calm down, and he's like, fuck no. <laughs> and then he just launches into the Man. next verse, and it's just like, why would anyone tell Ice to calm down on Ice, his own record? Ice-T back then was the fucking best. <laughs> he was the best. Ice-T is still the best. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of Ice-T, is. if you're listening, you're still roll. You're the awesome. Uh, you're the T in Ricochet. Still uh, the one. <laughs> Man. Speaking of the best, still mm-hmm. it's raining gone. time. It is. It is. Yeah. Five jocks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought you were. This, you <laughs> shouted at this movie. I know. <laughs> this movie, it like it kept kicking me out, and then it would just yank me right back in. I'm so this confused. Is, this is. <laughs> Don't okay, even know what listen, world we're living in. This anymore. movie is fucking stupid. <laughs> but you know what? It's also fucking awesome. Yeah. It is entertaining as shit. Mm-hmm. What's that old adage? What? what? If you have the choice to go between awesome and plausible. Yes. Go fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. rule of cool. That's <laughs> what it is. And yeah, th- this movie is fucking idiotic. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. <laughs> But it's great. And Denzel's like geeking out the whole time. Like just Denzel in freak out mode is pretty damn good. Yep. Yep. And you're also like, man, like like by the end, you're like, man, he really he needs to get Lithgow. Like he needs to fucking kill this guy. Oh, yeah. Because fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, <clears throat> I, I, I it's 
Oh, it was fucking great. <laughs> I, I uh, it's so stupid, but it's great. Uh huh. Go ahead. I well, I was sitting at like a solid four, mm-hmm. and now I'm 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 torn because I really fucking like this. And the only reason I was taking away one jocks is for the faux Shane Black writing style. Like the that was a little annoying to me. Like otherwise, like I really actually like this movie like a lot, and and it's strange because I like this movie on so many different levels. Um, because like the music is intense, but it's good. Oh yeah, and. There's actually, like, I mean, it seemed to be common around the time, but there was actually, like, really good cinematography in this. Mm-hmm. Like, there mm-hmm. there are um, yeah. the, the multi-focus shots where you're, like, you're watching the person yes. up close and, like, something that's going on in the background. You got, like, which, a smear on the yeah. lens and it, so two objects are in focus at the same time. Right, and it's, like, I, I, I love that kind of shit, and there's just so much good stuff in this. It, it's just the only thing I don't like is the, it feels like they had, you know, Jane Purple come in to like punch up the script instead of Shane Black. It's like we couldn't fucking get the right purple person here. It's it's, it's, it's Shane very, 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 very dark blue. Yeah, Jane Grey. That's what I'll say. Okay. Yeah, she's my least favorite X Men. Oh, all right. Um, But like she came in and like punched up the script and it's just like, no, you kind of did it wrong. Like, because the script by and large is kind of fucking great. Like the, the, the dumbness. And, and getting from point A to B is great. It's just like whomever came in and, and just was like, I got the I got the line for this. Just that that annoyed well, me. But you know what? I, at the end of the day, here's how, here's how I'm going to do it in, in Banffcast math. Uh-oh. I would take away a jocks for that. But this had like a 3D screen filling explosion like that shit was still coming at us. Yep. Long after it filled the screen. So, you it's know, what? still coming after. You. Yeah, it st- probably still is. <laughs> so, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to call it even, and I, I'm going to take away and giveth back one, and that that is a five jocks movie. All right, because <laughs> that's I'm I'm saying like it's a five jocks movie with the caveat of just like that punched up script bullshit is mm-hmm. pisses yeah. me off. Yeah. So I was worried that I was going to be the only person here giving this five jocks, because um, <laughs> this movie is fucking ridiculous in the best of ways. However, when we started it, I started worrying. I was like, what if I was wrong? What if this movie's like actually good? like good real movie because the movie plays well, it, it so Denzel straight in it. Mm-hmm. well it's so straight for the longest even though Lithgow is hamming it up so bad and not bad in a bad way I mean just like fucking villain mode on mm-hmm. and going for it I still like for the first like third of this I was like oh I might have been wrong this might be legit good mm-hmm. and I just enjoyed it so much I thought it was appropriate no no it's <laughs> fucking stupid it gets really fucking stupid <laughs> as it goes along but in the best ways like everything that happens just like fuck yeah let's just fucking go with this this is awesome who cares everyone's acting the shit out of it kevin pollock is doing all of his dumb stand-up impressions Mm -hmm. throughout this you get captain kirk and columbo for no reason it's just it's it's stupid and awesome and it's just it's one of those movies that's like kind of off the radar for reasons i don't understand Mm -hmm. like you can't even find this movie anywhere yeah like, the only place it's available is on the Cinemax streaming app. And that's it. And it's made by, it's co-produced by HBO, for God's sakes. And yeah. it's not even on HBO Go. It's a Silver Pictures release. Yeah. It's a huge it's like motion a picture. Silver. De- Denzel fucking Washington is yeah. in this movie. He was just up for an Oscar, you know. Um, really? Yes. <laughs> but Denzel? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Never heard of him. Well, 
you have now after you've seen uh, Ricochet. Yeah, five jocks. This this thing is so stupid in the best ways, and man, just where it goes. Denzel, is... Denzel Baltimore was it? Is that... Nope. Uh, no. Okay. No. Nope. I'll get it. Denzel okay. Boston. Mm-mm. No. No. We're sorry, Boston. Huh. Yeah. So, um, the people listening at home won't know this, but uh, the people listening in this room will know this. Um, when we first started the movie, I made a. Rem- I started to make a remark to the three of you, mm-hmm. and. It came from sort of thinking about this movie, because I've seen this movie before, and in fact, in episode 62, um, I gave a brief, sort of boring review of this movie. (laughs) Um, You were so young back then. I know. That was seven seven years ago. ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was young back then. That's back when I had hope and a soul. Um, Sorry. Drink more. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying. You weren't (laughs) using those. No, no. (laughs) Turns out they didn't die from the world. They died from disuse. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. The thing I'm trying to say is I, I was about to say, I don't know if you guys are going to love the shit out of this movie or if you're going to say, no, wait, it's a real movie. Because I couldn't remember where the line was drawn in this movie. Because mm-hmm. thinking about it, I didn't go back and you know watch it in preparation for this episode or anything. I just thought about it and listened to my review of it. And I was like, that sounds actually like a good ass movie sounds like a real like i liked it back then but i was afraid that it was going to be an actual good movie and we were going to end up being like oh yeah it's like a two jocks but it's really good yeah Yeah, it's a real it's a four-star movie but Mm -hmm. a two jocks luckily you guys really liked it um (laughs) this this is a weird position for me to be in um because i don't i don't know if i think this is a five jocks movie like I feel like it has a, like a lot of the elements to it, and I'm trying to figure it out. Like I'm pretty sure it's at least it's at least a three. It could be a four. It's got an outside chance at being a five, but I'm not sure that I. Your God, Chuck, you're just drilling into me with your eyes right now. I'm trying to force you. <laughs> <laughs> not that I want to. I just yeah. I'm listening intently. Like there's part of me that doesn't want to, you know, let the you know, let the legend down by um, by not making it unanimous. But I also have to, like, I have to go with the way I really actually feel about this movie. Um, it has a lot of real, real-ass movie bones. Um, <laughs> real-ass movie bones. New from Act 3 Why Popcorn. Why don't you just say the name of the movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, it's it's got the bones of a real movie. Mm-hmm. Um it's got Denzel fucking Washington, who is a real fucking actor. Like, and he, yeah, he goes a little bit nuts at points. And John Lithgow, who is a real ass actor, goes a little bit nuts at points. A little bit. Just this gauche. Mm-hmm. And there's just some absolutely bonkers shit that happens in this movie. But it also is, for a large part, like a real movie. It's trying to do things. It has a plot that you can follow. People make a lot of strange choices in this movie, but the plot is kind of there for a real movie. It's it's strange. Um, it does have like some glorious glorious one liners. It's got the greatness that is iced tea. It's got a screen filling explosion. Um, I think I'm up to four jocks now. Um. Mm-hmm. Come on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working my way through it. It's got Oscar winners. 
It's got a telethon. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, one jocks for a telethon. It does have a telethon. <laughs> a movie does not get a jocks for a telethon. We're all not right. leaving here until you give it another jocks. We'll stay here all day. <laughs> well, no, oh, I'm just a filibuster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to guess hotline and get one more jocks for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're having a jocks telethon now. Great, um, people. Without your help. <laughs> We just can't have a five jocks movie. So call in now. 910-556-9263. Maybe we're just not good enough for a five jocks movie. <laughs> um, that, I don't know. I, that I, bookmobile I, exploded real it good. It did. It, it exploded before it even left the cliff. There was also a skill saw to the chest. There was a skill saw to the chest. Gladiator fight in the cafeteria <laughs> with, with, with Jesse Ventura. <laughs> A prison guard got drilled in the neck. <laughs> he, got shit, board he got shit with a drill. How about we've been talking about this for two fucking hours? Yeah. We just want to go home, DJ. You know, I had honestly forgotten about those things. Um, Do with what our hearts tell you. Come on, buddy. <laughs> just shut up. Just shut up. Let me think for a second. All right, I'll give it five jocks. Okay. Yay! It's this. This is one of those situations where the sum of its parts is greater than the whole. Um, Fair enough. Yep. If you were to take a jocks by jocks critical analysis of this movie, you would find that it is. It has all of the components of a five jocks movie. Yeah. Putting it together is a little sh- shaky somehow for me. <laughs> You guys. Well, it's just amazing that iced tea isn't even the best part of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Iced tea isn't even given like. Yeah. He isn't even given time to shine hardly, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And it's still great. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Five jocks for uh, for Rick O'Shea. All right. I, I think we need to take a break. Please, Probably. Please, please break us. Number two. So we got some movies to talk about. We do. We, we had a long first half, so let's fucking jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, I think first off, uh, Mackie and I went to see a movie last night. Yeah. Get out. Uh, no, we're, we're going to talk about it. Get out. Oh, all right. Well, we got to talk about it first. Get out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we saw Get Out. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Um, The strangest episode of Girls I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that movie is as good as advertised yes gonna go ahead and say that um we also kind of had a little brief chat after the movie and we realized i have no idea how to talk about this movie on, on well on several levels yeah because one because when you i've seen reviews that are like well it's part this and part that and part that and that's kind of like that's giving away too much yeah. even by saying it's like this other thing right on multiple levels it's hard to talk about because it's one of those movies, I feel like the less you know about it going in, the better off you are. Mm-hmm. And also, we're two white dudes. I mean, it's... Yeah, that's a big it's part a lo- of this movie, is it's basically... It's... I mean, I can't speak to it, obviously, being a white guy, but it definitely puts you in the uncomfortableness that 
black people can feel when surrounded entirely by white people. And that even well-meaning white people who think that they're saying the right things can clearly be seen as just like, even if they don't mean it to be bullshit, it can certainly come off as complete bullshit. Yeah. Or patronizing or somewhere. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's, I, you know, and we've, it almost makes me, it's, there's a lot of stuff about like the fetishization of black people and black culture and the appropriation and all that, that which obviously um, Jordan Peele is one of the best equipped people to deal with something like this because a, he's a black man, B he's married to a black woman. So I would think that if anybody is going to tell a story like this and make people understand how that situation is, for someone like that? Did you mean to say he's married to a white woman? Or did I? I yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, married, I was to, like, a, is, married he, to a white woman. I'm yeah, sorry. Married yeah. to Chelsea Peretti, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it's kind of. It. It lets you know that. It's easy to say the wrong thing and to come off the wrong way. And that. You know, and that isn't even the biggest part of this movie, you know. That there's a whole bunch of other shit going on. Yeah. I mean, I think all we can really do is like speak on a surface level, which I think we both enjoyed it. And I'm not necessarily trying to speak for you. I'm obviously not going to speak details at all. I just have to say like my initial reaction coming out of the movie is it's one of the best like ending endings of a mm-hmm. movie ever. And it almost makes me angry that it's so good. Like it's... <laughs> If that does, that makes me, I know that doesn't make any sense, but it's like it's so good, and it turns out it wasn't what he originally wrote either. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's just it's so well written and perfect that it's like it. You know, you ever see? You know what I mean? Like something is oh, so yeah. good, you're like, fuck. Yep. Like, <laughs> like that's too good. Like no human should be that good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. And, and also the construction of it, even <laughs> things that you think don't matter in the beginning that seem like mood setting gratuitous stuff Mm -hmm. matters. You discover that as the movie goes on, that it, that it ties into a lot of things and not necessarily plot wise, but theme wise. It's just, it's, it's really, really, really good. And it's one of the, and you know, and horror is very well equipped to speak to universal truths. And this is definitely a movie that has a very clear message that it wants to convey. And, yeah, it just it it pays off everything it sets up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is at its core a horror movie, right? Y- yes. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, d- yes. yeah, absolutely, right. very much. It, it's I'd almost say it it teeters more towards the suspense end of it than mm-hmm. the horror end of it because like there are times midway through that movie that I could feel my entire body was tense, like yeah. I was just you know, and I was like, how the fuck is is he gonna is this gonna resolve itself? Right. You know? I mean, I, I feel like modern human descriptions like when we have feel like we have to stick things in a blockbuster video category still is the tendency is to put realistic like human driven things into suspense whereas like it needs to be supernatural to be horror right thing mm-hmm. you know i don't know you know I, I, to me like the the i always list my favorite horror movies i mean i, I list among them like silence of the lambs because a, a real 
psychotic human is far scarier to me than ooh spooky ghost you know like that doesn't that's fucking stupid you know ooh, at the end of the spooky day, ghost you know, is never scary <laughs> right you know I'm just saying like the, the, the idea of, a, of an insane person is far more terrifying to me than like shit I know isn't gonna happen like, spooky ghost like, like alien alien is, is a practical horror movie I know it's science fiction but mm. it's it's realistic science fiction it's like look if we were here and we were in space and we did find this thing this is what could happen, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's more in the realm of possibility, yeah, than anything else, you know, like demons and ghosts and shit like that. Yeah, and and there's yeah. Nice so, job so, holding it that long. So I mean, like you know, Silence of the Lambs, Peeping Tom, Night of the Hunter, like things like this are like that's fucking horror movies. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people would just be like, oh, it's suspense because there's a crazy guy, you know, Cape Fear and all that shit. You know, it's like, no, it's a yeah. There's real crazy like person is fucking scary. Yeah, there's something <laughs> I want to mention specifically but i can't because it's spoilery but i would think it's a movie that's not a horror movie but i could see how jordan peele and i probably view that movie very similarly and that's all i can say unfortunately but okay people who have seen the movie probably know which one i'm talking about i'm thinking but i'm discuss that at another time yeah it it stars one of the stars of this movie okay but anyway yeah it oh okay it's very much it, it. It's just it's really great, mm-hmm. and the less you know about it, the better. But okay. but what people are saying, they're right. <laughs> you know, yeah, all all those good reviews and are for a reason. I'm also now with you, so we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, I know what you. I know where you were going now. Yep. But yeah, no, it's yeah. Unless you know, go see it. It's it's really good. I mean, it. it without being spoilery, it, if you have a low tolerance for suspense horror whatever you want to call it and or some gore i mean it's it's more implied like there's some that's pretty explicit yeah i'm just saying like it's if you have a low tolerance for that it's still not you know it's not like oh go see this movie it's the thing that'll change you it's the it's the horror movie for everybody you know it's still at its core it is that genre if that's Mm -hmm. not your thing this isn't but yeah but but again as white people it's tough to right speak to a lot of the things that are going on in this movie as far as being a black man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I completely felt uncomfortable. It was like most people were saying everything I know in my head, you should not say like, that just sounds mm-hmm. wrong. Like this doesn't sound bad. Yes, it does. Like, yeah, <laughs> hmm. yeah. but it's great. Go see it or rent it as soon as it shows up for home video. But it was fun with an audience too. I oh, gotta yeah. say, yeah, that was because a... there are certain points where it's like all quiet and the score drops out, and there's somebody in the audience who's just like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> it was like it, it was that it was that audience participation in a good way. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Where I think even I was one of them who was like, like when somebody gets it, I was like, "Fuck yes, yes!" <laughs> and the guy behind me is like, "Damn right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's there's one setup, but it doesn't pay off. Like you, you, you something think you. Something like leads you up where you're like you you think you're about to have horror movie trope, mm-hmm. and like it just sets it up and doesn't pay it off at all. And like, but the setup was worth it alone because like again, music you know music drops out. Yeah. And people are just like, no, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's good. So BJ, yes, you watched something. I also saw a 2017 movie, but one that probably doesn't have nearly as much impact. Uh, culturally, as as the one that you guys saw is Get Out, mm-hmm. um, I watched it. Just 
I saw a little groundswell of support for this on um, on Twitter, and in between one of my sick sleeping hazes, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to see what it's about. Um, <laughs> and it is 2017's I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore oh, yeah. from uh, Macon Blair starring Melanie Linsky and um, Elijah Wood. Um, it's a pleasant little movie. I, I mean, as, as much as it, it can be pleasant, you know, considering its subject matter. Um, basically, woman gets fed up with the world being total shit. Her house gets broken into and some stuff that's important to her gets stolen. And she's like, everybody in the entire world is assholes. I am so tired of this. And so she decides in a small part that she's not going to take it anymore and it is like an extraordinarily scaled down uh falling down okay mm. um but it, so you'd say like it's like an indie falling down <laughs> right right <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um but but i don't just mean that it's like a, a small lower budget thing i mean it's just scaled down a lot it's got sim- a lot of similar themes and feelings to it but it's it's different in that nobody really has any competence in this world. Like everybody's an ineffectual asshole or an ineffective asshole. Sounds about Um, right. (laughs) And it's kind of like endearing in some parts in its indiness. um, And at the same time, a little bit shocking in what they're, you know, what they do to try to get a, like it, it gets a little gory at, at points, um, you know, and, and what they're trying to do to kind of get their, to get some sort of value out of it. Um, Elijah Wood is that like creepy, weird, patchy facial hair dude that you kind of expect him to be in, um, in some things at this point in his career. And I don't know, it's not a waste of an hour and a half. It's just a weird sort of take on the everybody is shit and I'm tired of it genre. Um, if that is a genre, um, it is now. I kind of wonder what exactly their point is in the movie because it doesn't really, it has a pleasant enough resolution, but nothing like nothing is really solved. I guess like no progress is made except for in, you know, I I guess you could say in a, in a large way to, to some people, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really feel like it goes very far. You know, it it doesn't feel like it's making that big of a statement. Like, yes, everybody in the world is an asshole. That is a truth that we all know. The world is shit. Um, everything's on fire. But it doesn't really like, like I said, it doesn't really pack a pack that much of a punch or make that much of a statement. Um, if it does make a statement, it made it leak quietly somewhere where I couldn't see or hear it. Um, but it's an all right, you know, little thing. If as a as just an hour and a half of entertainment, I guess it's fine. Um, so it's Chuck Fine. It might be close to Chuck Fine. Um, in fact, I I might be willing to say that yeah, it is Chuck Fine because it's not really. I don't know. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. Sounds yeah. like it's Chuck Fine. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I. I guess some people could uh, identify with the with the exasperation of our main character, um, and 
and I think that's probably what I saw in the little buzz it was getting. Um, so I get that, but it's it's just kind of all right as a you know as a whole. Cool. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you like to know a little something about something that's maybe a little better than that? Sure. On the whole. Sure. 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 <laughs> well, okay. So I'll start because <sighs> I'm going to let Mackie come in and, and have even higher yeah. higher love than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both. I'd been meaning to watch this, and and he mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, I I, I do need to see this. Um, kind of continuing my anti uh, Zootopia march, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. I watched Moana and then I was like, oh yeah, I meant to watch Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh-huh. Um, so we both watched that and pick one in my world. They're both a hundred times better than Zootopia. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sure Zootopia has people that legit love it. It's just compared to these two movies, it's like the fuck is that shit? Like these are t- <laughs> literally two masterpieces mm-hmm. and that's just like, well, hey, guys, racism's bad, right? And we're not really going to veil it at all. And I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, mm-hmm. look, it's like you can have a message in a movie, but fuck, whatever. I want to talk about Kubo. Fuck, fuck that other movie. Yes. So Kubo is, um, what, what, how do you pronounce it? Is it Leica? Leica, Leica Studios? Leica. Um, I, I actually think this is the first one of their movies I've seen. Uh, uh, me some, too. Somehow. I did not realize it was almost entirely stop animate stop motion animation um, until part of the credits shows one of the things they created for the movie and yeah. the puppeteer animating it. I, and I said, holy shit, that was not all CG. I thought they were just like animating it to look like that a la like the Lego movie, hmm. um, which maybe they no. did in parts. I don't know. Maybe some parts were they hand animated the all whole... the figures. I mean, the, the behind the scenes stuff has like the sets like the Japanese village mm-hmm. is built and people walking around in it, moving these little mannequins. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, yeah. like obviously the smoke and all that is CG, but a lot of the water was not. Yeah. It's wow. insane. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't even comprehend how you make something like that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's a yeah. little bit of a case of which one you saw <clears throat> first. I mean, like mm-hmm. right now I'm feeling like, you have to put a gun to my head for me to pick Moana versus Kubo. I, I, I just adored them both. And I mean, but it's, it's, it's so good. I mean, it's, it, it is like the absolute perfect hero's journey movie. It, it's charming and funny and cute at times and scary at times. I mean, it's like, it's like everything you would want in a movie. It, it, uh, I, I, yeah. I told, I, I don't remember who was on Twitter now, but you know, I've talked about it a few times already. It is literally everything I love about movies. This movie is a goddamn masterpiece. Like it is already, I've watched it three times since last Friday and put it up on my Mount Rushmore of animated movies with Iron Giant and Totoro and How to Train Your Dragon. Those are my big four. And this movie is, it's one of those, like it clicked on me on such a level. It's like falling in love. Honestly, like you want to share it with everyone you know, and even if they don't like it, you don't care. You just you feel bad for them because they didn't have that same experience you had. And That's intense. It is, but I mean, I just everything about this, and goddamn, that soundtrack is just 
it's one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Like ever, ever. And it's tied in with the movie because of the, uh, I forget what the instrument's called that he plays, but it's like the three string guitar that when you think of Japanese music mm-hmm. and you hear that, that plinky guitar sound. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they weave that in with the soundtrack so much that. Shamison. Shamison. It is a, yeah, it's, it's a part of it. And it also leads into like the cover that goes over the credits is like the literal perfect song to be playing over the credits of that movie. But it's just this, this goddamn beautiful movie about memory and forgiveness and hope. And it is just, I, I, I've been trying to write about it since Friday. I've been trying to write a letterbox review and I've, written and deleted it like or deleted paragraphs like i couldn't even tell you how many times it's like one of those things where i want to say all these amazing beautiful things about it and then when i read it back it's never as good as i want it to be because i feel like the movie deserves that and i can't say enough good things about this movie this would easily would have been my golden jocks of the past of last year like times a hundred like over anything else i saw last year easily you know, even though I love Teller High Water, this was like a completely other level for me that most movies honestly don't reach. You know, where they connect like with, you know, it's like it's easy to click with a movie, you know, like Scott Pilgrim. I I pretty much love Scott Pilgrim, but that movie doesn't like talk to my soul like this movie does. Right. Like it's like one of those things that it's not even like it, it feels like it was made for you. It's like I was shocked that this was not based on some folklore or anything. This is just a story these people wrote hmm. that uses little bits of, of Japanese folklore, but it is its own thing entirely. And again, like being in love, it, you know, you could look at little minor things like, you know, the fact that it's basically an all white cast doing a Japanese story. You could look at the fact that herons don't make the sound that loons make, which bothered me in the end, but you could nitpick that shit. But your life, my life would be worse for not having seen this movie. So why should I bother nitpicking that stuff? Why should I think about that? If that means I don't get this movie. So I love it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. People should watch it. Indeed. And yeah, I, I, I still, I cannot believe the dedication these people had to make this movie. And it, you know, and it's also one of those heartbreaking cases of, yeah, that lost money. Like that, they put yeah. that out and nobody fucking watched it. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> but I, at least people will find it over the years and, you know, kids are going to watch it and it's going to be like, Oh, Iron Giant wasn't really made any money, right? No. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. That's like one of those things like years later, like, holy shit, this movie and everyone loves it. Yeah. I remember seeing that with me and like a dozen kids and their parents in a theater on opening day. And I was like, Oh my God, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the kids were just fidgety because it's not meant for them. I mean, it, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I, this I, one I, doesn't feel like it's made for kids either. Mm. Like it's kind of, it's weird. Like, like yeah. I wish I could share this with my, my niece and nephews, but they get scared too easily. And I think that stuff just, that's the shit that they need to see though. I'm sorry. Like I, I tell them to buck the fuck yeah, up. I, I am a firm believer of, I am so glad that I watched the inappropriate shit that I did when I was a kid. Cause it, it, it toughed me the fuck up. It really did. Yeah, but they're they're not my kids. <laughs> I know. So I, I know. I don't get to make that call. You know. I know. I'm not. It doesn't work for everybody. I'm just saying. Like I'm. I 
I saw The Exorcist when I was like 12. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, like shit I just shouldn't have seen. I saw Alien probably when I was like nine. You know, like this is scary shit. And <laughs> Uncle Mackie says, grow a pair. Watch Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I want to show this to them, but my wife and I are like, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a phenomenal movie. Yes. And yeah, I, now, now, now I'm going to watch Zootopia at some point and be like, man, fuck that thing. Well, I'm, I'm afraid you're going to even do that with Moana. Like I said, it's, nah, you know. It's got the rock in it. I can't. It, it does. Well, then again, I mean, the rock's made some shit. Here's the funny so. thing about it. Is like, I can't say that. Here's the funny thing is like the, the, yeah, the, the two best animated movies quite possibly in years both involve a journey over water. <laughs> yeah, like they, they're yeah. both like, mm-hmm. we have to get there and it mostly involves traveling over water. Yeah, anyway. and, and I like I still I can't get over that that score was not even nominated for an Oscar. It wasn't even fucking nominated, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, and it's weird because like I looked up, uh, I believe it's Dario Marianelli is his name. I looked up the other stuff he's done, and like none of it meant anything to me. Like I was like, hmm, I don't remember any of the music in that movie. So maybe it was just one of those cases where it was like he found the perfect vehicle for what he wanted to do. Yeah. But I know Jens and I talked about it a little bit. And Jens is like he's one of my one of my all time favorites. So I may have to watch more stuff that he that he scored. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say this one last little thought. And and I I kind of came to this realization that I I think it's something that probably a lot of people have come to and why they say fuck the Oscars and award shows in general and I don't care is for me it seems like now number one there's so many movies coming out every year there's so many things like and even like. Uh, like the tentpole movies are like most studios are like, let's hire competent people. Like if we make a good movie, people will not only will we sell a lot of tickets on opening weekend, people will talk about it and go for like months at a time, you know, instead of just like, I don't know, get a fucking music video director, get a commercial director. You know, here's this thing. We'll make our hundred million the first weekend. And who gives a fuck after that? We'll make another hundred million on, you know, home video around the world. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like, that mentality of like just generally trying to make quality. I mean, I'm not saying it's universal, but there's so many more big movies that are good and and just movies in general that are good that like all Oscars do is like set you up for comparison of things that are Mm -hmm. also good. And I, and like my first thought was like, you know what? Like thinking back, I mean, either you're in or you're out for his movies in general, but Annie Hall is just any other fucking Woody Allen movie. But everyone, like, my initial reaction is, fuck that movie, because it came out the same year as Star Wars, and that shit's eternal. And Andy mm-hmm. Hall's like, you know, it's <laughs> it's another one of 50 fucking movies the guy made. Yeah. You know, it means nothing. Like, it's no better than Manhattan or a thousand other ones he made. Yeah. You know, well, and yet Star like, Wars is, like, still fucking relevant today. Yeah, like, honestly, Shakespeare in Love is a really good movie. Yeah. Like, it's really great. But, then but it go, came out the same year as Saving Private Ryan, right. so everyone's like, man, remember the first 25 minutes of Saving Private Ryan? Fucking A. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's all it does now is it just makes you compare good movie to good movie and go like, wait, this good movie's better than that movie's. Blah. So yeah, I, that's I think that's why I can officially say fuck the Oscars. Like I, yeah. I just don't give a shit anymore. Like that was finally my moment. I mean, it just kind of dawned on me like this. I'm like, and I know it's not even like the best picture category. Yeah, it's over animated movies. It's over animated movies, and it's just like you know what? Here's two things that are better than the one you gave it to. Fuck you. You know. Yep. Yeah, I also don't know what it is, but like normal movies barely ever like get me and make me cry. But fucking Kubo, I was bawling like a goddamn child by the end of it. And like, you know, Iron Giant does the same thing when the the Superman scene, like every 
single time. So that's why like I can't ever watch that at work. And I put the Kubo <laughs> and the two string soundtrack on and like uh, the song that plays over the point where monkey tells her story. Like that song starts. And I'm like, Oh God, I have to shut this off now because my eyes started watering up. You know, it's crazy. I don't know what it is about animated movies that like they're able to connect, but those puppets, like by the end of it, you're like, these are living, breathing things. You know, these, these are not little, little mannequins that are, you know, eight inches tall moving on little sets. These are like real live care. Is that Alexa? God damn Alexa. Yeah. She's an idiot. Yeah. These are, but these are just real creatures. You know, they're like, they're these living things that gave these amazing performances. So I need to stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop yeah, talking yeah. about it. No, but, but seriously, see that movie. That, that's all we, that's so you guys want an email? Yeah, oh, we have oh, an email. Oh, okay. We yeah. got one email. A timely from, email. Yeah, timely email from Jody. Uh, Jody writes in and says, happy belated anniversary. It says, hey, Banffcast, I want to express my gratitude for all your time and hard work you've put into the podcast all these years. I came late to the party. My first episode was 93, hard ticket to Hawaii. Well, but I was late. That's just like Chuck late. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chuck late. Chuck was late. <laughs> yeah, you missed that first crappy year where we were angry at everything. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my first episode was 93 hard ticket to Hawaii, but I was hooked from the start. It's really f- hard to find those that share your taste and humor. And the community you've created here is a rare and wonderful thing with Steve, Evan, Loki, TTBF, Olina, and everyone else. I forgot to mention this podcast has always been there for me. Every Wednesday night, the drive to Aikido twice a week, late nights, working on the computer, long road trips, even to Japan and back. You've well, always cheered me up, especially in some hard times. Please know that all your work means a lot to me. I'm making something special to commemorate this milestone, but was not able to have it ready for the anniversary episode. So please be patient and I'll have it for you soon. In the meantime, I put together a quick something for BJ to get him through Easter. Thank you for everything. And I'm here till the end. I'll keep on grooving here with my groove machine, Jody. So thanks. Finally, someone has sent nudes. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. No, it is a picture of you. (laughs) Nude. <laughs> With a pink background and rabbit ears. Yeah, so it is. There you go, Mr. It, Pale Rabbit. It is awesome. Go. Thank you very much. I absolutely adore your farts. <laughs> Fan <laughs> art, that is. And I, and I want you to keep on, keep on, keep on grooving. <sighs> I cannot wait to make this my Twitter avatar. I was just considering going long term with my current Twitter avatar and display name. But nope. Good. Hippity hoppity, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but thanks, Jody. Mm-hmm. So, um, otherwise, check out the Patreon. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. This episode is, in fact, brought to you by uh, Patreon. Sure. As are all of our episodes. <laughs> yes. Uh, since that's what kind of pays the bills around here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you know, we're not ad-supported or anything like that. We uh, run on the kindness of strangers. Um, Patreon.com slash BMFcast. If you want to get in on uh, some of our extra content, low, low entry price of a dollar, um, a shitload of content, low, low entry price of $5 gets you like 9,000 new podcasts that we're doing. So as somebody told you on your stream uh, on uh, Twitch, they were like, yeah, if you pay five bucks, you're getting something new like every 45 minutes. <laughs> it's, it seems <laughs> like I it. I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. We just we've just been flooding the the Patreon. Pretty much. RSS. Hmm. So uh, and also, yeah, if you if you just can't get enough there there's every monday night i'm also live streaming on twitch.tv slash no quarters net for um 
at 9 p.m. for, yeah. you know, a dollar, for, for everybody. A dollar gets you a vote. A dollar gets you a month. vote on what I play. Right now I'm playing Bloodborne and, whoo boy, <laughs> your dollar was probably worth it. Um, but yeah, check out check out all the cool stuff that we're doing over on the Patreon. Um, really, and I'm not just saying this to get your money, but like just throw five bucks out there and consume some of this fucking content because there's a lot of it and it's good. Um, and most of it doesn't contain me. So it's you, you're really getting the most value for your yeah. money. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, um, enough, you know, enough shilling for the Patreon. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, hit us up on the website at bmfcast.com. Give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105 Jacks BMF, or 910 or email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Thanks. I'm tired. <laughs> Same here. It's you been a long means. week, and it's only Wednesday. That little yeah. guy, he's all tuckered out. Oh. Oh. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out. <laughs> <laughs>